0: Day at nine. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them. Maybe and now here they are: Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Before I forget, uh, an announcement: We will forego the call-in show next week there will be no call-in stream wednesday august 3rd uh for personal reasons um one of us has personal reasons one of us just wants to take a break i would be the one which one is which i just want to take a break uh so i'm going to enjoy a wednesday night off next week and uh, appreciate your patience with that of course the sunday show will continue uninterrupted and uh we will be back with the Wednesday usual call in stream on August 10th. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow a couple of news items I wanted to discuss briefly. Tomorrow is recession day in all likelihood, or not recession day, if you ask the White House. But I'm very curious how this uh official designation or non official, depending on who you ask, is about to go. Seems like what was the that White super House super
3: chat we got last week was so funny about uh kids' grades.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it uh it, it seems like the white house knows a thing or two about what these numbers are going to be and that's why they're trying to get out ahead of it so much um i suppose it doesn't really matter in the end. i mean whatever you call it, it it's the fact is the economy is shit so whatever you call it who cares but i've just yeah. the 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 politics of trying to battle over what to call it i've found to be fascinating we will get some sort of definitive information tomorrow it sounds like and um the only other thing uh, apparently biden must have died of his as cancer 19 did you see the video that they posted of him
3: yeah and then i lauren witsky posted it next to another video several hours later and she's convinced it's two different people
0: i i don't get super tinfoily about that sort of thing because different setting different lighting different camera people can look pretty different in in different setups as far as uh video presentation goes but i don't know man i've seen some of those people with their earlobe comparisons and their eyeball comparisons and s- something maybe it's just explained by well in a long-term situation you could say it's explained by some kind of cosmetic surgery the fact that this supposedly happened within a couple hours of each other is definitely weird i don't even
3: wouldn't they be so jazzed if he died though
0: <laughs> did did he is he alive? He doesn't blink in this video for what seems like a couple minutes straight. Yeah, it is a it's an extremely bizarre video presentationally. Just uh, he 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 comes off as like a robot who is not blinking, uh, as though he is a plastic recreation of the man who once was, or as though he's so hopped up on drugs. I don't know. I don't. It's just one of those things. Fascinating to watch. Anyway. Uh, Perhaps we'll have some discussion about either of those items or completely unrelated things. But uh, you guys know how the call in show works. Most of you, at least if you are new to the show, there are instructions for how to participate linked uh, or or written out rather in the uh, description of whatever video platform you may be uh, watching on. If you would like to participate, but you're having trouble getting in live or you can't participate live. You can send us an email question, of course. The way to do that is uh, through the contact page of the website, matt slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. We'll get to those at the end of the stream. We'll check in with your super chats every half hour as usual. And uh oh, don't let me forget it's the last stream of the month too, which means we check in with our friendly call screen or dangerous spaces at the end of the calls. So oh, yeah. don't let me skip him.
3: I will. Not.
0: Uh, first up tonight is Wes. Wes, are you there?
4: Hey Matt, how's it going? Blonde, how are you doing?
3: Hi. Why am I always an afterthought to you people? <laughs> just, you first? That's fine. I'm not actually mad. It's just so fucking hot in this room. It's making me really <laughs> irritable. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, on
4: what's your mind? Are you in? Again. I'm in
3: Idaho, and it's it's oh. so
4: hot. I'm in West Texas, and it's Duel! humid. I'm from Louisiana
3: and it's worse there. Mm. Ugh, those are two awful
4: stuff.
0: I guess I'm right on the other side of whatever front. We, is it we're, not hot we're there? We're like 85 degrees. You, oh Over in Missoula and Bayou, it's like 100. We're, we're on the other side of whatever weather pattern is going on.
4: The way, anyway, uh, the topic. Uh, I called in last week and I gave you the lowdown of it was that my older brother, Got to college. Oh,
0: that's right. Lost yeah, his yeah. Faith. And I asked you to yeah, call back. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I, I didn't am. mean. I didn't mean to Wait. interrupt. I just remembered how Training excited man? I am. Yeah. Okay. So, will you yes. give us uh, us in the audience maybe just a quick refresher of what you had said last time, and then extrapolate on that however you like? Because I want to hear more of this story.
4: All right. So, my brother is a transgender. He changed his name to a girl's name. He took hormones to grow breasts. I don't know if he got the his dick chopped off yet. I and my entire family are scared to ask. Nobody's willing to ask him because we wow. don't want to know. Um, oh God. He lost his faith in college um, and then he married some woman who was raised Catholic, but I don't think she has any stock of the faith at all. Um, and since then, he's just gotten to sexual deviancy and then from there he decided, you know what? He, he got into nihilism at some point.
3: What kind of sexual deviancy are we talking
4: Oh, uh, his his wife and he were just into kink. Uh, she, they had an open relationship, so she got knocked up by another dude. Um, his daughter is not actually his; it, it's adopted, but it's not biologically his.
0: That the knocking up is the daughter. Uh, they decided to keep that child.
4: Yes, okay. uh, I don't. As far as I know, the man who did it isn't involved. That was like the purpose of it's like, oh hey, if you want to get pregnant, I could do it for you. And for some reason, Wait, that was the that design was okay in the relationship. Yes. Okay. They they do not see anything wrong with it. It's wow. it boggles my mind. Okay, and it's I was trying to figure out because I didn't know what was the cause of it. And perhaps he had some sort of um, self esteem issues growing up. He wasn't the most masculine of men. He was more of the brainy type. And I think did he get molested? Like, no, I not mm-hmm. not from my family. Not that we know of. Um, oh. It's definitely not one of my parents. That's for certain.
3: Um, People don't typically molest their own biological children. It's usually like a family friend or a weird uncle or something.
4: We didn't have any other close friends or family, excuse me. We're so far away from everybody else.
3: That's Um, somehow more disturbing that somebody ended up like this and like something traumatic like that didn't happen. It's like, how the fuck does this happen?
4: I'll I'll tell you because he told me. And (laughs) it's basically he, at some point, when he lost his faith, he became... Of the opinion that the world is pointless and it's meaningless, and he became a—I had to look this up—a cosmic and a moral nihilist. Cosmic, meaning that there is no order or purpose to the universe or our existence, and moral, meaning there is no good or evil.
0: And this philosophical shift happened after he was married?
4: I I would think so. During college or after marriage. I think it probably happened at some point during college.
0: And this, uh, but before now, he doesn't have any biological children. Is that what you're telling me?
4: He does not have any biological. Just
0: children, the one. His wife has a child that he was a passive participant in.
4: Um, I, I suppose you can call it that. Now, <laughs> he, he fought tooth and nail to keep her in court, and it—he it basically his adopted daughter now, but it's not okay. biologically his.
0: So okay, all right. I, I'm just wondering. Last time you you uh presented the philosophical shift as basically the cause of this entire chain of events. And I'm wondering where it fits in his marriage and, and with this child and all that other stuff.
4: Where it fits. Well, it's just, he, he does not believe that there's a right and a wrong. He just believes you you decide what you want to do. And as far as his transition, he told me he did it simply because it made him happy to do so because it felt good. He wanted to dress up and be pretty. That's it. He doesn't have any reason not to, because There are no rules. Um, It's just I I call them because of just how peculiar and destructive nihilism is, because it's obviously caused some tears in his family life. Um, His wife divorced him once he started to transition. Um,
3: Even she was like, I'm a huge slut and I'm a weirdo, but I'm out.
4: (laughs) Yeah, she she was out on that
0: one. What happened with the does he have custody of the child still or is he out on that, too?
4: Uh, They take turns. Uh, I think it's like one every two weeks they swap.
0: What a bizarre situation! Weird I'm situation. divorced, but I have part-time custody of the child that isn't mine because our marriage was open.
3: Yeah, uh, can you imagine but, that kid? And here's my tranny stepfather. Uh, I
0: remember the
4: way the judge put it was that he had been involved in her life since she was born, and so she was based. Uh, Grant is, shoot, I said the name. Um, yeah, you'll never know her down with the first name. That um, since they'd been in since. The girl was born um, that they had a right to custody, that he had a right to custody.
3: What a fucked up situation this is. I'm really sorry you have to deal with this because you sound well-adjusted and normal. So this must be a nightmare uh, for your family.
4: It is. And what's really disturbing is at one point, my mom would not call him by his new name. So he decided to cut her off. And at that point, he was driving over to Louisiana from his town in Texas to get a car for her, he had found a car, or she had found a car for him because his he got in a wreck, and she was trying to help him. But because she wouldn't call him by this new name, he decided to cut ties with her. And it's like it's you are destroying your family ties because they will not buy into this madness. I don't it, it, even if you had legally changed your name to something similar and that was still masculine, I still would probably call you by the, your given name at birth just because that's how I grew up. That's how we knew each other. And there's no that's not a good reason to cut ties with your family. It's it's very distressing,
0: and so is that. Is that the only line that your parents or your family have drawn? Is just that your mom said, I, "I won't call you by a different name," or have there have there been other forms of opposition?
4: Well, he doesn't really interact with our family too much. We're not <laughs> all itching to talk to him ever since, and he separated himself. He's a state away. Uh, my dad will call him by the new legal name. He's got a different philosophy. He's like, hey, "That's his new legal name." He's still my son. Yeah, sure. I don't know about that. And he asked. My brother asked me why I wouldn't call him by the new name, and I said, because it feels like I'm affirming that you are, in fact, a woman. He's like, well, okay, you know what? You can call me by my new name, and I will never mistake that as affirmation of me as a woman.
0: Huh. And I'm surprised he's willing to said, grant you that, because even that seems like it would be a, a microaggression of sorts or something, you know?
4: He's not crazy. He's actually, <laughs> he's, he's too smart for his own good. That's <laughs> the way I put it. Ever since he was young, he had great academic smarts, was terrible with common sense. And I think that's just carried over. He's he's lured himself into stupidity.
3: Wow. He probably just wants the attention because nobody is giving him attentions if he's not a masculine, attractive guy.
4: I I don't know. I I I believe it is the fact that he adopted a nihilistic worldview, and that's that's what he said several times. He said it is clear that there is nobody in charge of the universe because everywhere you look, it is chaotic and destructive and hostile well that's that's I think I think that destroyed his faith in God and in the idea of that anything has meaning
0: yeah Uh, I mean it's a very scary and dangerous philosophy it sounds like he's doing destructive things to himself but what I worry about is without any kind of moral boundary what prevents you from doing destructive things to others as well if there are if there's no yeah what did he say
4: I I, I asked him Grant uh, uh, I gotta stop
3: saying his name (laughs) I'm Googling um, grant tranny right now.
0: We'll find he, this person. Yeah, it's a new, it's a, yeah.
4: he's under a new legal name. So you'll never track. him down, Yeah. yeah. Um, and. Well, I lost my train of thought. Uh,
0: well, you were, you what, said what you asked you him, asked? you said you asked him without any sort of moral framework or oh, boundary, yeah. what would prevent you from doing abusive or wrong things to others?
4: It's, it's basically just what he, he likes. Um, I asked yeah. him, uh, yeah. is there any situation where rape is, you, can you say rape is always wrong? And he said, there's no situation where I wouldn't rape.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Right. So the and moral boundaries it, are just what I enjoy or don't enjoy.
4: Yeah, he's become the god of his own life and everybody's the god of their own life. Yeah, Nothing matters. Slippery.
0: Oh my god. It's,
4: well, He described himself as a libertine. And if you know oh. where that comes from, that comes from the Marquis de Sade, from whom we get the term sadism.
5: Mm. And
4: the Marquis de Sade is nature doesn't care about anything um who's to say your suffering is more than my enjoyment i get out of your suffering it's just that's where that line of thinking leads you
0: it's hmm. an interesting way to phrase it because I don't, I don't think i would agree with that premise that nature doesn't care about concepts of, of justice or morality um
4: what is nature it's just yeah. the things that happen it's well dominoes falling where they may
0: yeah it, this um God, man, I could probably talk to you about this stuff for the entirety of the show. I will I'll, I'll probably have to wrap it up. But one thing I think would be useful for the audience if um, and, and for me and us, I don't know what future and future situations I might encounter for anybody who finds themselves in this sort of situation where you have a good friend or a family member who is going down the sort of path that you're talking about here. What sort of advice would you offer uh, if you found anything to be helpful or productive?
4: Well, so far, we had that conversation two weeks ago, and I'm wondering what to do about it. I thought, you know, if I could address the underlying insecurities, then perhaps I could bring them back and say, hey, we can deal with that. But it's not insecurities, it's philosophy. And I don't know how to deal with nihilism, because at some point, as far as I've gotten, you just have to say, I choose not to believe that life is meaningless, which somehow throws credit to his like, oh, yeah, it's all about subjective choice. Hmm. I, I'm trying to figure that out. How do you convince somebody that there is meaning and that there is objective truths to life and it's not all just subjective?
3: Well, in the absence of faith, that, isn't that an impossible task? That's why society is just falling apart.
4: Hmm. I, would, I would like to believe that there's a way to talk him out of it. And I think it might go to the root of him saying that this, it's, it's the problem of evil, I think, is what threw him off. And if I can maybe find a good answer to that. Because he brought well, it up at least twice over two different conversations.
3: It's not like he's irredeemable. I mean, God will forgive him for this.
4: Yeah, if he repents,
3: he's gonna have to repent though. But maybe he can be bathed in the forgiveness of God, and that'll bring him back or something. I, I and then he so. can be somebody I, that talks to people about how, how how transitioning is so damaging your life.
4: Yeah, uh, I just hope he hasn't permanently damaged his reproductive system. I, I'm, oh, I'm.
3: I, he's yeah. I'm sure he has.
4: Um. I, Yeesh man. Um I, and I'm I'm worried if I can't I don't even know. I am afraid that he'll be part of the forty one percent and hmm. he'll lose his chance. Because he already had a friend hang himself in his bedroom.
0: Well, the fact that you're maintaining a relationship with him is um is beneficial for a whole bunch of reasons, and I would think that uh is included and and um I, I just think it's I think it's really honorable that you are Doing your part as a sibling and as a brother to try to steer this toward a, a healthy and productive course. So I, I just hope that you keep doing what you're doing. And and, and I think uh, I think you're on the right path. And I, I I just want to say thanks for sharing this personal story, too. I, I I find it to be really interesting just as a emotionally unattached person. But I know if it's if it's your brother or your family, it's got to be something that's that's tough to talk about.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely sucks because I looked up to him when I was growing up, and then mm-hmm. he just went completely off the rails.
0: Yeah. Well, Godspeed, man. I I appreciate you sharing the story, and yeah, uh, thanks for awesome. calling back.
4: Thanks for listening. Um.
0: All right. Have Have a great it. night. Yep. All right. You too. Man.
5: What a nightmare.
0: Yeah. I. Well, um. That I think that's a great story about one of the themes that we talk about frequently which is maintaining familial connections and familial relationships even despite um significant difficulty potential breaches all of those things i think if there's anything that's going to help this situation it's it's that sort of brotherhood so i really hope it i really hope it works out yeah it's um you know emotionally unattached, far away it's it's a completely bizarre story but Man, if you're in it, it's like that's that's very personal. That's very uh that's just very difficult to deal with. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh keep it moving. I don't know how to bust my mind out of that uh frame of mind there, but we will try. Uh Medley, you're up next if you're ready.
6: Hi. Oh. Hello. What's on your mind? Hey guys. Um, can you hear me?
0: Yes, sir. Oh, okay, can you hear us? Oh yeah, go ahead.
6: What the fuck is with this stem phone but yeah no i i can you know um it's just it's just th- this burner phone that gretchen whitmer gave me it's just you know <laughs> the, the data is just not really working out so well
0: i can't believe it it's got to be an upgrade over the old obama phone i would think
6: though <clears throat> yep yeah <laughs> basically um yeah I, I wanted to apologize for for joking around the other the last time i called about the sh- short barrel rifles
0: oh yeah um, you didn't and- show up to our meeting what was that about <laughs>
6: I, I I you know I I kept swearing that you hung up on me because I was like cause like maybe Matt was paranoid that I that I'd get him in trouble.
0: Well, you never know these days. I've seen some videos floating around of some uh, ATF fuckery, you might say, and <laughs> I am not eager to have any ATF fuckery thrown upon me. But uh, yeah. but any I, I nonetheless I like short barrel shotgun jokes. I like shooting dog jokes. I like all of them. So you can go right ahead.
6: Okay, Uh, you know, actually, I I wanted to to get this is this seems like a question out of left field. But, Matt, do you do you do hunting?
0: No, I don't. But uh, I might this fall. Uh, Really? Yeah, I have an opportunity with. uh, Well, um, one friend in particular who is. um, (laughs) We're not going to hunt communists. We're going to it would be an elk hunting trip. It'd be elk bow hunting. Uh, And this would be if I decided to go and do this, this would be like a tag along and learn how to do it. Like, I'm not going to be actually uh, taking the elk because I don't even know anything about how to do it with a bow. Uh, I'm not confident I could hit an elk with a bow from 10 yards away. So it won't be me taking the shot. But as far as tracking the animal, finding the animal, downing the animal, getting it out of there, that's all the sort of stuff that that I'm interested in learning about. And so I'm, I may uh, do that come September, but I haven't finalized any plan yet.
6: Oh, OK. Just wondering. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been hunting like uh, um, geese in the backyard with my slingshot.
0: That sounds way better. I should just do that. That sounds easier. Yep. Or maybe yep. the and, shot is harder squirrels. with a slingshot. What do you? Yeah, what man, is it's hard. What is the projectile? It's, what do you actually sling uh, at them?
6: Quarter inch bearings.
0: That's it. Just like a round ball. Yep. Hmm.
6: yep it's I lost him
0: I lost him too I wonder that's enough a slingshot is enough to like Mm. to actually wound them fatally you
3: could you could fuck up did you say geese
0: yeah
6: yep geese yeah I mean you know if if you hit him in the head you know he can fuck up their skull
0: really Uh, if you hit them like say center mass does it actually penetrate them for lack of a better uh, word but does it like does uh, it go in them does it make them bleed is what I'm asking
6: it can, uh, okay. yeah, but it, it it probably won't won't kill them. Like you know, if you if you shoot them center mass, it'll just piss them off. Most so you have to quickly.
0: hit a goose in the head, is what you are saying. Are
6: you telling uh, me
3: you you just sit on your porch and you slingshot little balls at geese's head? Geese um, uh, no, head,
6: goose head, geese head. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just just when I see them, you know, I kind of live in like a suburby part of the Twin Cities, hmm. and we get all kinds of shit in the backyard. We get foxes you know we get um wait are geese fuckers why the geese yeah geese i fucking hate geese geese and squirrels they can go they can die and go to fucking hell
0: some of them can be pretty aggressive i've seen some goose videos yeah yeah
6: oh no yeah actually these can be little bitches which is which is one of the reasons why i hate them too is you know there's like a, a little path that goes in the backyard and if you like come across one when you're when you're walking in the path they'll they'll fucking they'll pick a fight with you
0: I'm I'm actually surprised this is uh, legal to just. It's not. S- oh. <laughs> like, well, well, why don't press you press just in?
6: shoot them? This this seems like kind of mean. <laughs> well, because it's loud. I mean, I I, well, I mean, like I, I I was gonna get a pellet gun, you know, and then take them out like that because they're they're significantly quieter than a than like a 22 or, or a nine millimeter you know even with a suppressor. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's totally redneck. It's totally illegal, but it's hilarious.
0: What uh, what do you do once you've bagged a goose? Do you? Um,
6: uh, I, uh, no, I I don't eat it. I usually just uh, leave it there as as a sign for the other geese. Just stay the fuck out of my yard. That's
0: brutality.
6: I know, man. Wow, just you totally. sound like a
3: like a real psycho.
6: <laughs> I am actually no, but yeah, I, I was thinking about getting like a little like a little cross and sort of you know like a little goose cross and then sort of tie them up onto it.
0: You're gonna then crucify a goose in your yard? That's right. Okay.
3: Is this All what right. you call to talk about, you psycho?
6: Yep. Oh my god. All yep. right. All right. So, just so so think about that next time you guys see a ge- in like a goose in the backyard or a duck yeah. or a squirrel or a communist.
0: <laughs> well, I understand with commies, but you know geese are the something geese, else. Yeah. Much more innocent. All
6: right. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. I- have-
0: <laughs> Have a good night. Happy goose hunting. uh, Happy squirrel hunting. Thanks, man. uh, I appreciate it. Catch you next time. (laughs) See you. Bye. My God. Have you ever done any hunting in your time?
3: Mm. Hmm. You know, I talk a big game, but I think it might actually um, really damage me psychologically to kill Mm. an animal. I've hit some animals with my car, and I feel guilty about it to this day.
0: Oh, I've fucked up some deer a couple times.
3: Oh, Um, I've i hit a deer. I've hit a bunch of raccoons. Mm. A bunch. And you mm. know, I didn't really try that hard not to hit them. The first rule of the road my dad taught me was if an animal jumps in front of your car, you hit it.
0: Pretty Unless, much, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like, I mean, if it's a giant animal like a moose or an elk right. or something, maybe that's worth avoiding. Man, what I'm, what I'm most worried about Uh, Depending on where you hunt, too, you successfully down an elk around here. Congratulations. You just uh, put down some grizzly bait. Enjoy that. You got to get that thing out of there. And uh, of the grizzly encounters that do happen around here, a lot of the time it is hunters, um, you know, quartering whatever they've just killed. And so that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, But uh, hopefully there won't be any grizzly component to this hunting story that may take place later in the fall. Yeah. And if there is, uh, I will just retire to hunting geese from my porch. There aren't any geese around here, though. So,
3: With a slingshot.
0: Yeah. All right, let's get one more before the bottom of the hour. Red Falcor is up next. Red Falcor, are you there?
7: Good evening, y'all. Hey there. Hi. What's on your mind? Blonde and Matt want to get that order right.
0: <laughs> oh, that you know, it used to be hey. back when it was the old Beauty and the Beta name. That was the order. Then I just hijacked. Yes, I, I just... You
7: know. No, no, so that's enough kidding. of that. Uh, yeah. Blonde said something about it. Blonde, I hope you're uh, everything is okay. You don't have to talk about what's going on next Wednesday if you'd
0: rather not. But I hope everything
7: is.
3: Oh no, I don't know why he made it sound all it's serious. Okay. And so oh, did I'm I? am just going to a wedding.
0: I did. I didn't know oh, what information okay. I'm at liberty to. Re- yeah, sorry if I made it sound like it was some bad thing. It's not.
7: Well, there was there was some comments like, "LOL, everything okay, blonde," sort of thing. Uh, um, but p- personal reasons always sounds like you know could be death in the family. People's imaginations really run away with them.
0: And I suppose um, I should have uh, clarified. Yeah, I did not mean to give that impression.
7: Yeah, yeah I'm
3: just expecting um, my period, and that's why. Use... <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah. Well, you know, if you're uh, r- regular and it's a real disaster for you, uh, as it is with uh, some women I know. Um, this has so, also
3: taken an unfortunate turn. this can't be what you want to talk about
7: <laughs> well i'm gonna i'm gonna make a hard left turn for uh, just a moment and tell you I know two uh males who are now transgender why um, it, yeah yeah really they're they're both both back in the in the uh portland area uh one of them is a alcoholic and a diagnosed bipolar and was always on, on the Bill Maher train about like religion is stupid sort of thing. And and then the other one, it's strange because he, you know, was never particularly religious, but he grew grew up in a Catholic family. He said uh, something about, um, The uh, big fat documentarian whose name escapes me. Oh, Michael Michael Moore. Um,
0: Speaking uh, of transgender people, yeah, (laughs) Michelle Moore. Oh, did he? No, he just looks like he's he looks looks like like he's mid-transition all the time, but he's not. Yeah,
7: yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, he said, Michael Moore said in an interview, "I will do anything I can to get people to vote Democrat, and that." (laughs) That bothered him. He didn't like that comment. He was probably on the political left, but he was not so far the, the, that he was like anything, really, dude. Um, but uh, but he his w- w- wife and uh, baby mama uh, got into uh, polyamory oh. and got him into polyamory.
0: Wait, was then... he transgender at the time or was this no, pre? No, no. Okay.
7: Uh, no, this, this is sort like...
0: of similar to the prior story then about yep. being in something of an open or polyamorous relationship in this case leading to a gender transition yep. interesting
7: yep it's that uh slippery slope wow. uh, ideology sort of thing
0: Rick Santorum um... strikes again he knew <laughs> that's
7: right yeah I you know it, t- t- ten years after i uh, Four years ago, when I made my political transition, I kind of lost touch with him. But yeah. um, he then, only last year, uh, made his transition and showed ch- ch- up on Facebook with a brand new pair of breasts. Ooh. And uh,
0: well, are they nice?
7: So, um, yeah, they're not bad, I guess. <laughs> right.
0: Had a good surgeon, <laughs> Can't huh? Can't really tell
7: much, but All right. Yeah, it's no, no no lines that I can see. Wow, uh, seamless. No, no scar lines. Yeah, I don't no. know. Maybe that's what that's what estrogen does to you in the very short order. Because this was like. Wait,
0: are these? When you're saying these ago, were was, non-surgical, or were they surgical?
7: I'm I'm uh, speculating because I don't know oh. if they were surgical or or hormonal or some
0: some oh. combination.
7: Yeah, because um, it was only a year uh, in between the pictures of him as a man and him as a non-binary technically although he is presenting oh. as a woman so uh, you know and of, co- of course my uh w- wife who is on the left uh doesn't know any transgender people but i do which is uh, very strange uh anyway hmm. La- L- last topic. Sure. Um, um, I am celebrating my thirty ninth birthday, ushering in my, my last year in my thirties. You uh, old bastard! Yeah. In 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 uh, Seattle on August thirteenth. Oh. And okay. blonde. I know. Sometimes. In some circumstances, you may make an effort to uh, come out to Seattle. I think you still have some friends and family there, if I recall right. I do. And maybe I could um, uh, round up all the uh, Matt and Blondes Seattleites in the area that I can. Hey, if uh, you can
3: do that, I will go to Seattle. Wow.
7: Really? Yes. awesome awesome you, do you, do you, do but we you have, have to recommended...
3: go to danbo ramen or I oh,
7: danbo on. ramen i was gonna that was my next question matt would you like <laughs> to join us out there
0: <laughs> uh that's probably a, a little bit of a tall ask for me but oh sure. um, tall ass what with a tall ass yeah i know you
7: you're you you're, you're, you're a bit further away and uh, not as many connections in the area, so I understand. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie; like I uh, just went
3: to Seattle, and it it looked like shit. However, I got mm-hmm. really nostalgic about living there.
7: Hmm. Sure, yeah, it's. I mean, I it it. Uh, I went there uh, for 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 a concert because I'm in I'm in uh, Tacoma now, and um, it was you know it, it's that me- me- metropolitan. Feel but like with a little bit of green, I know, and that's 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 kind of a nice mix. I so, could just kill you know, all the people I there. there, I
3: know <laughs> it would be Danville so great. Ramen, yeah, it's in Danville the worst ramen. part of Capitol Hill, but it is just the best ramen. It's so good,
7: <laughs> good to know. It didn't good get
0: to to ruined know. in the chest. Well, I think we were about this once. Yeah. Oh, it did get firebombed, but it survived.
7: Are they right. uh, based in some sense or?
3: I don't know. The Japanese usually okay. are, but who
7: yeah, knows. true
5: Alright, man. Well, um,
7: happy okay, birthday
5: keep if me posted. I, so happy birthday.
7: Yeah.
0: yeah I if will. I don't speak I with you in the meantime, so happy birthday. And uh, hopefully this works out. Uh, good luck with yes, the project. I would.
7: I, Bye. I, I, I think this will help, too. Thank you, guys.
0: Alright, see ya. Good night. Okay, we are due for a break. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this Michael Moore thing he was referencing. I'll take him at his word that it's probably true, but I, I just I was thinking, too, about Maybe maybe it's overthinking it. But when you say something like that, I would do anything to earn Democrat votes. I mean what
5: anything. voting
0: for the Democrat Party is the highest moral priority for you? I mean that that's just such a bizarre statement. <laughs> of all I know. when you think about the moral hierarchy of the universe, vote Democrat right there at number one. You want to talk mm. about I don't even say that with a particular hostility to the Democratic Party. It's just when a political party is the highest moral authority to you, it's a recipe for a bad society.
3: I don't even think conservatives think like that either.
0: No, I would never say anything remotely close about any party. Not the Donald Republican. Donald Trump party. would
3: never say anything like that. It's just
0: a bizarre statement mm-hmm. to make. Most people who are of conservative or just liberty-oriented mindset often they have a moral. They have a higher moral power, commonly in the form of God, who they yes. try to serve before things like political parties.
3: I'm telling you, secularists uh, are the bane of our existence. Well,
0: I mean, I'm am seeing it more and more, and as I consider these these religious, just, as I consider religious faith myself, and we're doing the Bible study and all this, I don't know that I'm convinced or not, but I, I see it frequently. People who are godless substitute something for that. In this case, it's the Democrat Party
3: that's just so lame oh my god like if you're gonna substitute something I understand substituting drugs or hedonism (laughs) or like sex like that's something I don't agree with it but like I understand
0: they have uh they have an attractive quality about them you're not looking at Tim Kaine or
3: yeah like (laughs) ooh,
0: or Diane Feinstein or something like that yeah
3: um okay uh should we do this
0: yeah let's get a few chats in here
3: Mulray. buenos noches, Miami. I have a hunch that Gavin Newsom will be inaugurated as US President between January 21st, 2023 and October 31st, 2024. DNC swaps him as VP, Biden resigns, he can serve 10 years. I That would be so terrible.
0: Gavin Newsom I don't think there's any possibility that Gavin Newsom could win a national election, though.
3: He has no allure, but neither does Biden. And that still happens. So. I
0: need to get out of this mindset where I assume that fortification doesn't intervene. You
5: know, right?
3: Um,
0: we'll find out. We'll find out how attractive people like Gavin Newsom are once Nancy Pelosi not only maintains her House majority, but gains seats unexpectedly in the fall. Then I'll have to grant the premise that that Gavin Newsom could not just be installed <clears throat> as a vice president. Uh, or a potential president if I guess Kamala was replaced by him yeah. and Biden was pushed out. Um yeah, we, we shall see.
3: Uh Jeff Slut Sloat, sorry. Uh Blonde, <laughs> I'm visiting Idaho in August for a wedding and to visit. Silverwood, any suggestions for a locally iconic foods I should try in Idaho. Listen, I love Idaho and Idahoans, but we're not a uh culinary mecca it's not a culinary about?
0: mecca i love Orida everything the tater tots
3: oh yeah eat, <laughs> the, eat the our fries <laughs> i guess I mean, all of
0: them they're all amazing
3: any suggestions for locally iconic foods i don't think we have any
0: i i don't know a lot about idaho other than i live relatively close to it but as far as i'm aware it's famous for potatoes that's it
3: yeah but everybody gets idaho potatoes no matter where they live in the
0: country pretty anyway. much yeah
3: so plus it's aren't not the like potatoes, potatoes are on the menu here at every restaurant Aren't the potatoes
0: either. more of like the like southern idaho great basin thing not really like yeah. the coeur d'alene lake yeah.
3: area i mean you can't eat any fish out of the coeur d'alene lake
0: really they're just like uh, what's wrong with them they they're poison because or of
3: the because of the um Superfund, they uh, dumped seven hundred fifty thousand gallons of lead in the Coeur hmm. Lake. It's the most. It's one of the most polluted lakes in the entire country.
0: That's surprising because it's a really pretty lake. It's a really. It's cool beautiful, spot. but yeah. you
3: know, I don't even swim in it.
0: Hmm. It's got to be cold though. It's decently high elevation and it's pretty big.
3: I'm having some real struggles with living in North Idaho. I I like <sighs> low key hate it here. I You're like a
0: gay guy you. in San Francisco who's like, you know what? This isn't good enough for me. If you can't be happy in North Idaho. I don't know okay, what to tell you. Okay,
3: hear me out. The weather sucks ass. Okay. Sucks. Terrible. It gets All dark right. at 4.30 for like four months a year. Yeah. I loved the weather in Seattle. Um, it's not coastal. And then the water feature is uh, you can't eat any of the fish out of it. So you don't get seafood, fresh seafood. Sucks.
0: What? Yeah. But it, it's about living in a beautiful place that is, is safe Uh, and is a good place to raise a family and all of that stuff. People are
3: still smearing shit on my house. The public schools (laughs) are not that good. I'm still going to have to homeschool.
0: I don't know. I might have been the victim of an attack too. Wednesday Wednesday is my lawn mowing day. Great story. Mm -hmm. Every Wednesday morning, I mow the lawn. And I don't want to accuse anybody, but someone's giant dog took a giant shit on the boulevard strip right outside my house. Now, it was not thrown against my house, but I can't rule out. That I may have been targeted by someone who is hostile to my internet. Are opinions. you
3: suggesting that this thing with my house is unrelated <laughs> to this, the young Turks hit piece? Because just I just saying, can't we, imagine.
0: We don't know who did it. That's all.
3: I don't know. I mean, maybe somebody was just like, let's sh- let shit stay in that random house. But quite the coincidence.
0: Are you suggesting that a giant dog just took a random shit on my yard?
3: I 100% suggesting that.
0: <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think it's a little more complicated. <laughs> uh, um, but I was I really pissed off taking a shopping bag out there thinking you son of a bitch I swear to God if I ever see you and your giant dog yeah, taking a I giant hear. shit yeah. in my yard I'm coming out like Clint Eastwood with the M1 <laughs> and you're going to get the hell off my lawn uh, but I don't know who did it <laughs> oh so, and
3: then Hicks so many Hicks wow. and then so many leftists live here so many leftists. well
0: that's a problem here too is the is the influx yeah but
3: and it's it, it, the cost of living is like it's like Malibu home prices around here. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: But that's true. A lot of the things that you're worried about are true of almost everywhere, you know, except for maybe the inflated uh, housing costs. But you're already in your spot. I know that you kind of have you, you guys have your you're you're more involved in real estate than just, say, like buying a home or something like that. Um, but yeah. you're, but you're you got there before it went totally insane. you that also place.
3: means that I'm locked in. Yeah, I guess. And like I can't move, and I live kind of on a busy street. This was supposed to be a three to five year house, and now we're just locked in forever. Hmm. That's we will circle back.
0: All right, fine. Coeur d'Alene sucks. You've convinced me.
3: It doesn't I suck. Know. It's a, it's a great place to live. I'm just so, getting real antsy.
0: I'm gonna go up to, I'm going up to North Idaho eventually. Here, once these people push me out of here.
3: But it's just gonna be this whole state is gonna be blue in like five years. Look at what's happening to Boise. Uh,
0: Montana Boise. will be blue before Idaho. I think. But we already have one Democrat senator. We had a Democrat governor for a long time. Remember our governor who ran for president? And they said, yeah. what are you most proud of As your ta- from your time as Montana governor? Um, well, do, do, do,
5: do, checks watch.
0: Do. Uh, uh, my, my daughter knows that I am her dad. So that's the thing. <laughs> God, that was oh, embarrassing. You know, I will say for Steve Bullock, that's his name. He really fucked off. Yeah. He, he lost in the Democrat primary.
3: He's like, private life for me.
0: He has <laughs> fucked off entirely. I can admire that. Uh, over on uh, Tippy Stream, Witwat says, Today I channeled my inner Elijah Dickon and shot a groundhog center mass from 35 yards with a Glock 19. Wow. Two down, four to go. Also, my dad uh, will strap groundhogs and shoot them in the head with a BB gun so BBs uh, can kill small game at range. What is What is with all of these just bloodthirsty varmint hunters geese don't really count as varmint do they i don't know Mm, maybe you know i i but i shouldn't be so uh hostile with you guys because in the survival in the survival world that's coming i will need to know how to hunt squirrels with a 22 or something like that that's gonna be key i'm gonna have to uh know how to cook a squirrel on a fire if i am to feed my family congratulations on the shot by the way he's referencing the indiana he he made the groundhog equivalent of the Indiana shot, the Indiana mall shot.
3: What? Oh, OK. Yeah.
0: Phil says uh, this is a little late, but I was wondering if anyone is interested in grabbing lunch or dinner in the southeast on Friday. If you are uh, on discord, I'm uh, at Phil 88. Wow. Lunch with Phil. There you go. If you're in the southeast, lunch with Phil That's at really Phil non-specific. 88 on discord. Well, I guess Phil's willing to travel. I guess he's willing to cover some ground. For lunch? I guess so. All right. Uh, we will uh, come back to your chats at the top of the hour. Thanks, guys. Um, okay. I'll
3: have to just circle back with you.
0: Next up is uh, Mike DeWine's shit-eating grin. Mike DeWine and your shit-eating grin. Are you there? Well. Shit-eater? I got <laughs> I got nothing. You can't hear anything? Mm-mm. Okay. Let's try... Uh, Let's try Joel. Joel, are you there? Hello. What's on your mind?
1: So, um, one thing I've always kind of, uh, wanted to talk about is how, like, it's generally like the right wing is generally against electric vehicles. Hmm.
0: Um, sure. I'll, I'll grant your premise. I don't know that I, I don't know that I would say I am, but, um, but sure, I'll, I'll, for the sake of discussion, I'll grant that.
1: Well, I was I was more on the line if I thought you would be more on that side because I thought no, I'm not you were anti- more against like the whole electrification of America.
0: No, I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm anti. I think that as the technology currently exists, as I at least as I understand it, and it's not an area of expertise for me, um, that I wouldn't buy one today for a variety of reasons. But if you could. If you could give me uh, two cars that I suppose are of equal cost, equal capability, and one runs on electricity, would I consider it? Sure. Um, I just don't see that on the market today, at least at a, an effective or an affordable price point. But I'm not anti the technology; certainly not.
1: Okay, yeah, um, it's it's getting there. Uh, so I'm I'm an electrical engineer, and I work. Right right now, my job is electrical vehicle assembly set up so mm-hmm. like the company that I work for is setting up the manufacturing side to make electric vehicles mm-hmm. so i I'm very much pro electric vehicles uh so what
0: do you, what do you think the biggest uh well, I mean, you tell me, this is obviously something that you are more familiar with than I am. So I'm just speaking as sort of a layman consumer who hasn't had a lot of experience driving them. But what do you think the biggest hurdles to be fully competitive with gas-powered cars are right now?
1: Um, I would probably say battery technology. Hmm. And we are getting there. There's There's been a lot of breakthroughs mm. in... Um, research of, ba- of like different kinds of batteries that are safer than like lithium-based batteries and use less rare earth minerals and stuff like that. Um, also, I mean, even with the way that batteries are right now, they still have a considerable range. Like most cars will get 300 miles for a single charge, which is more than enough for daily driving, stuff like that. If you're what, in a more urban suburban area, I'm, am, s- I'm not really saying that rural is necessarily there yet, but yeah. urban suburban and some like road trips and stuff like that.
0: What about the uh, what about the charge times? I've never done like a any kind of significant electric car drive, but one thing I've I've heard is that you know you want to drive across the country, you got to stop for a couple hours. Like refueling in this context is like a couple hour thing as opposed to just ten minutes at the gas station. Is that correct? And if so. Uh, is that getting better?
3: And I've heard that the, uh, that doesn't work very well. Like, my sister-in-law's an electric car in Seattle, and she says only about 50% of the time is your car actually charging, even if it says it's charging.
5: Hmm.
1: I've never experienced that. Um, my girlfriend has a Tesla, so that's that's my experience with it. Um, and at home, you can charge overnight. It takes six hours for a full charge. Hmm. Um but for like for road trips and stuff like that the charging is getting better um you can newer chargers can charge so with the batteries you only want to charge like the 20% to the 80% like really high speed and then you want to slow off for the last like 20%. So if you're if you're driving optimally within the 20% to 80% range and like periodically stopping to charge it it will take you longer but not That much longer.
5: Hmm.
1: Plus. The main reason that. Electric cars are better. Is because they just use. Less energy per mile driven. Because you have. Regenerative braking. And it's just. It's I don't disagree energy. with
3: any of any of this stuff. But what do you do about people that think you're a douchebag because you drive an electric car? That's my real problem with this. I
1: mean, Perception. what about the people that you Optics. think that are douchebags for driving like the lifted trucks?
3: Well, I don't think those people are douchebags.
1: I mean, why not?
3: I don't know. Probably because <laughs> Somebody driving a lifted truck signifies to me that they have high testosterone, whereas signify if somebody drives an electric car. I'm like, oh, they have a uh, tiny balls and a dick. I don't know why I think this. And well, it's if not they fair. Just, if they See, just The started... common
1: thing that I grew up with was the opposite of that.
5: Mm.
3: You're telling me that you grew up in a place where people think you have a giant dick for, for driving an electrical car.
1: Well, no, not necessarily more that you have a small penis if you drive a big lifted truck.
0: It's usually the meme. Uh, the same yeah. thing people say about, Oh, you're, you like goods because you're compensating that kind of thing. Um, my only problem with, and it's getting better for, for a little while there, the hybrids, and I suppose even the Tesla's aesthetically are a little identifiable, but that's what bothered me is they had to make hybrid and or electric cars just look different and weird. And if I want, if I wanted an electric car, if I was going to buy one, I, I just wanted to look different normal i don't need to advertise to everybody then i know that there are many on the market that do but if i were to buy yeah, no, one
1: like the new the ford lightning and the yeah. electric Hummer, those are both pretty similar to their
0: yeah I, I have no interest in advertising to everyone what what powers this vehicle which seemed like the early stuff had a lot of that in mind maybe that's why it kind of had the i don't know the sort of yeah the, I, the I douchey thing saying. that plant's getting at i suppose yeah yeah uh, all right, i well, hate
3: myself i'm really sorry i don't know why I, be- I believe this it's just it's just like in in my brain and it's in my heart and i don't know why
0: but if the car looks exactly the same and there's no, no outward uh, I'm indicator i out
3: no, no, no i can i can sniff it out i'm like that car's fucking electric
1: <laughs> okay. i mean the easiest way to tell is there's no exhaust
0: yeah i suppose
3: oh they're so quiet it's weird it's like somebody hmm. creeping up on you from behind or something I
1: don't like it. Well, I mean, I will say there's a there's a company called Edison Motors and they're working on like an interesting new hybrid method for trucks hmm. where they have a diesel generator powering like a diesel generator to generate electricity and then that electricity powers the drivetrain because then you get the efficiency of diesel gener- like diesel power generation with the efficiency of regenerative braking for electric motors and stuff like that. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, thanks for the thanks. We got to wrap it up, but thank you for the info. I will give you a last uh, thought or last word, if you like.
1: Um, for me, it makes like I in my state we have like seventy five percent or eighty percent nuclear energy. Um, Whoa! What what state is that? Are you comfortable sharing? South Carolina. It's seventy five
0: percent nuclear there. Yeah. Wow.
1: I I live within ten miles of one of the nuclear reactors. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it there's a lot of them all throughout the state, and well, it might be, I don't know if it's exactly. I think it's around seventy five percent. Last I I heard, um, and they've been running for a while now with with a lot of the reactors. So,
0: hmm. all right. For well, me,
1: in my state, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, sure, and I I think that's uh situationally it 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 depends a lot on your living conditions. Yeah, I think that if you're if I was living in a city and just sort of uh, doing a shorter commute, I'm sure it makes a lot more sense than it does for, say, like um, somebody who is a rancher out here in Montana and has to do frequent, you know, long trips into cities for supplies in addition to all their ranching and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But but, like
1: I said, it's more urban, suburban, where it yeah, makes yeah. sense. You got a little bit more density.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the info. Have a yep. good night. Appreciate it. You too. Hmm. Okay. So just never, you're never electric. He,
3: I don't know why I, you, I, I, this is not logical. I, I just, uh, something about it makes me.
0: You ever see, speaking of, uh, we mentioned on Sunday, that Simpsons bit that it was about Skinner being a tranny and all this. There was a great Simpsons joke a while back. It was uh Homer and Bart, for whatever reason, we're at some kind of, uh, some kind of theme park or something, but it was, Uh, the whole display was... And now the electric electric vehicle presented by the fossil fuel industry of America. And they had to get in this ride and it was a little car and the car... (laughs) drives down the track and it goes hi i'm an electric car i don't go very fast or drive very far and if you drive me people will think you're gay and then it has a bunch of people like in san francisco a bunch of gay guys in tank tops or whatever saying one of us one of us the clip is out there you can you can look it up another one they would never make anymore
3: yeah Hmm. and i like the 1932 freaks reference I bet you've never seen that movie.
0: No, I didn't even know it was a reference. Is that what One of Us is about or what?
3: Yeah, it's oh. um, it's a, a, a movie, 1932, of that was actually, uh, the cast was the Barnum and Bailey's uh, freak show.
0: Oh, so they're saying One of Us as, as a bunch of freaks. Yeah. Okay. So they, that obviously would never happen. It, uh, no. To imply that the San Francisco men who have sex with men community are a bunch of freaks. That's just wrong.
3: I was laying in bed thinking about that last night, and I actually think it's a more descriptive term. Uh, I think it's less politically correct.
0: Arguably, it's just so long and awkward to say. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Anyway, uh, Mike DeWine and your shit-eating grin. Are you there?
3: He's busy eating shit.
0: I still have nothing. Can you hear anything? Mm Okay. Okay. Sorry, Mike. I don't know if it's uh, going to work. As uh, I'll speculate perhaps he's on mobile, and I will once again remind everyone. Uh, if you are calling in and you have a laptop or desktop available, that tends to work better than mobile devices. So just be advised on that. Let's try Espresso. Espresso, are you there? Oh, what's up? We are well. What's on your mind?
3: He didn't ask you that, Skag.
0: He said, what's up? That's... that's...
8: What's up? Oh,
3: okay. I guess that's an appropriate response.
0: Yeah, that's uh, how are you doing, sort of. It's... Colloquial. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
8: so mean. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that Putin is a neo-Soviet faggot. And oh.
0: what? How dare you? Putler what about all rides- that bear
3: riding and journalist <laughs> killing?
0: No, I don't know. I uh, the, thing it, <laughs> the thing about Putin, I'm not a Putin fan. I just um, because he is so scapegoated by all the wrong people. Sometimes it makes me wonder. Is Putin kind of cool, even though I know he's not kind of cool? Don't you, though? I don't think he's that cool.
3: It's pretty cool.
8: <laughs> I think he's a piece of shit. I mean, blonde. I just have to tell you that he's like 5'7". I don't know if I know. you remember that. Oh, it's over. When he,
3: when Mel, G- Mel Gibson is like 5'8", and oh, I'm still shit. into it.
8: <laughs> when he went to that speech with Trump and he was standing on the box.
0: So they he had a box for him? I didn't know that.
8: Yeah, that was, oh. that was a while ago, obviously, but...
0: Yeah, wasn't that the one that Trump got a bunch of in a bunch of trouble for because Putin said I didn't meddle in the election and Trump said I believe him or something like that. <laughs>
8: I, th- I think it was yeah. Yeah,
0: that was the Finland one, wasn't it? it was Helsinki? I think that was the event. I don't remember.
8: Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like I'm not in favor of the corrupt government in Ukraine, but all this hate on the Ukrainian people, like they didn't do anything and. I don't know. I don't see why we want a bunch of people that we uh are associated with to be like invaded by some douchebag just because I don't know they have some like Zionist controlled government like does that mean that we deserve to be destroyed in america just because like we have a corrupt government
0: oh yeah i I wish we could all agree on that i think yeah that's what's frustrating is is not only are we supposed to hold a certain position on the conflict between the two but we're supposed to unquestioningly hand over our tax money uh in i guess what is a blank check as some senators have explicitly said there is no limit in the amount of money I'm willing to send over there with, as far as I can tell, basically no oversight. And we're just going to (laughs) pretend that money hasn't uh, been laundered throughout that country for the last X amount of years in completely unknown ways. And funny, a lot of it happens to go to uh, the family of the president of the United States.
8: Surprise. Yeah. So I don't know. But just, just a couple points on why Putin sucks. Yeah, sure. The uh, Well, for one, he calls people that say like Russia is for Russians, cavemen nationalists, persecutes nationalists, like uh have them murdered in prison.
0: That's surprising to he me.
8: He was part of the WEF. I mean he's given many speeches, at least I think in twenty twenty one he gave one. What?
0: They his... they have to have booted him by now, right? Or is he still oh, yeah, I'm uh, sure. Is he still I, in the I, club?
8: I, I doubt that, but I mean hmm. he uh signed Holocaust denial laws. Into, what into 2014 yeah it's like five years in prison and that whole uh like the nato expansion thing that nato is not supposed to expand that was agreed during the soviet union so it's not even like
3: a putler thing
8: know. yeah well yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't putler putin it was gorbachev and reagan so like i don't see how that would still hold
3: so my instinct to judge him for being short was the correct one.
5: Wow,
8: I think I think so. Uh. Not to say that Zelensky is not also a short uh, tranny hat wearer. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You know, like I, I don't know. I bought some sweet uh, Montessori toys on Etsy from these guys in Ukraine, and they're pretty sweet. So, like, hmm. I, don't know, I don't think we should be hating on the Ukrainian people.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't care about that. Like, these are brother wars, though. Exactly. Okay. Well, I guess I hate Pootler now.
0: I I, I just um (laughs) let's just agree to hate everybody. That seems like a a fair compromise.
3: Especially
8: electric vehicles. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Electric vehicles are crappy. Like the fact that they're so heavy, it's going to cause a lot more uh, fatalities.
0: Oh, is that true? I didn't know. There's uh, there a lot more like.
8: like, Well, the batteries are like four thousand pounds or something. Four
0: thousand.
8: Pretty sure they're. Teslas are, I mean, yeah, they're still. Is that the fast, total
0: car wide? weight, or that's, there's no way that's just the battery, is there?
8: I think it's something like that. I have to look it up. But Let me I know see. They're, this. they're very Tesla heavy. Tesla
0: battery weight. Um, yeah, it's a, a Tesla Model 3 has a 1,000 pound battery pack. So that would put the car's total weight up pretty high on like a typical type sedan, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That uh, Wait, oh, the Model Y's. Weigh 4,400 pounds. What is the Model Y?
8: I think that's like the crossover.
0: The one what? With the weird doors. Yeah, it's not even a big car. Is this even... Yeah. This thing... Wow, I can't believe that. But why is that one so... Why is that one so heavy? Four times the weight? I didn't know this. Hmm.
8: Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Good for um, good for hitting deer, I suppose. The Tesla <laughs> yeah. Model Y is a good...
8: And, and Miatas.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the thanks. call, man.
8: Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. Take it easy.
0: Okay, uh, we're at the top of the hour, so let's catch up with chats. Uh, thank you, guys, over on D Live. We're good there. Let me.
3: Day 2 k says, yeah, "Go for it. Matt just tweeted you the infamous Biden video. Most significant that it's not two vids, but one containing his meth-like transformation. I don't think he's on meth.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, and thank you for. Uh, for the link um I, I have no idea all i know is that doesn't look like the guy that i have come to know as joe biden that looks like something fabricated either it's a it, it looks like an animated wax museum version of him you know it looks like it's made of plastic or something like that yeah um or it's just drug enhanced i don't know i don't know what that was but
3: yeah uh probably drug-induced Um, Christopher Mulkey says, Hey Matt, the guy from the, with the trans brother nature isn't random. It is a mechanized process that always selects against degeneracy. Blonde interview, academic Mm. agent, Thomas seven, 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 Paul Fahrenheit went. Yeah. Uh, hook me up. What I want to do is just do the interviews, but not do any of the booking. So if you guys could just do that for me, that'd be great.
0: Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't. That wasn't necessarily the point of the call, so I didn't want to get into that too much. Um, but I do agree that the natural world. I, I think the natural world has has uh, a system of justice to it, or a system of morality. The entire concept of natural laws is uh, well, is that concept. And so I I know that that's not what the caller was arguing. He's saying that's what his brother believes that there is no morality inherent to the natural world. Um, I think that's a uh, an incorrect and dangerous uh, belief and yeah that's i think what has led to well i don't know i'm i i shouldn't diagnose that particular case because i have no idea uh, i'm just a detached listener but it seems like if i'm God, to believe so his detached. version of the story that uh entertaining a belief that there is no moral framework to the world in its natural mm-hmm. state has led him to do all sorts of things because <clears throat> there's no reason why it's wrong or no consequence to doing it
3: but I guess I don't really understand, like, why that still. It's like, if the, if that led you to murder somebody that you yeah. hate, I would understand that more than I understand this.
0: Well, and I, I, when when he says that his brother says, um, like, the only reason you wouldn't kill or rape in the example that he used is because I don't want to. The question is still, why don't you want to? And I right. would contend that there's something in your conscience. There's some sort of morality that exists outside of you that compels you not to do those things because you know that they're wrong right you might have convinced yourself that there's nothing wrong with altering my body or being who i want to be and i agree that that's a different moral issue than the abuse of another person i still think there are it's a it's a morally bad thing to do to abuse yourself but it's it is a different thing um I think anybody who says the only reason I don't abuse others is I don't want to is kidding themselves. There's something else that makes you not want to do that.
3: Yes, I know. And and the natural world is innate to all of us. Like he has to accept that, um, that there are gender roles because he's transitioning that in that is this is hard to explain in that there is an acceptance that gender roles exist.
0: Well, I guess he's non-binary, though, right? So maybe not. Well, he has tits. But I, like what? Yeah, I, I get your I point. But yeah.
3: But if you want to be a woman, then on some level, you've accepted that um, women are expected to do things differently and they're treated differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really understand all – like this concept of non-binary for somebody that's like a woman presenting as a man. I'm like, don't you see what you've done here? You've made <laughs> it impossible to sort through your yeah. identity.
5: Yeah.
3: Um, long Don John. Oh, did I – Okay, Nicholas H. Matt, start hunting. The ability to pull the trigger to take a big mammal requires a great deal of mental fortitude and courage for the first time, only understood through experience. Uh,
0: and I, I, if I was in position to take a shot with a rifle, um, I believe that I I would be able to do that. With the bow, I have no archery experience. And so it just... It, first of really all, hard. like I'm relying on the experience of a friend who is an experienced elk hunter. I don't feel like it would be right for me to just take his shot on that principle. But I also feel like without confidence that I can land the shot where it needs to go. I don't feel like it's ethically right for me to take that shot either.
5: Yeah.
3: So
0: until I actually had some bow experience, I would never try to take out an animal with a bow. That
3: would, yeah. I would just be um, like hitting them over and over in the eyeball or
0: something. Yeah. I just said, and I would also feel again, because it's my friend's hunt. If I took the shot and we, you know, he put in all this work to make it happen and I botch it and you don't get the elk at the end of it. Well, that just sucks. Like I want to know the pr- the process of the whole thing. It's not yeah. important to me to take the shot today, though of course perhaps I will in the future. I just want to know if it ever gets to the point that I have to go out and and harvest an animal to feed my family that I understand at a base level how to do that. Yeah. And right now yeah. I really don't. I mean, I have concepts in my mind of how it would work, but you want me to go out there and do elk calls and track them and find like I might find one by luck, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it by skill, and I need to develop those skills.
5: Well,
3: you probably could. You just uh, get an Indian to shadow. <laughs> um yeah. Long Don John, have you guys kept up on the story of Gazi Kadzo? There's been some spicy updates this I oh, haven't I mean, since Sunday.
0: Uh, send I mean, them, do you want me to look to me. into this? I don't I didn't hear it. I can Google it while you keep going.
3: Sure. General Grievance. Considering the total control of the entrenched bureaucratic state, do you guys think the left or the right wing could benefit from some light Leninism, wherein loyalty is of higher value than competency? No, I don't think so, because um, our side is uh, also super corrupt to the core. I think competency needs to be the highest value before any loyalty can be established, Hmm. because I don't want to be loyal to somebody that's incompetent
0: loyalty to whom too would i be loyal to someone based on uh like political agreement or again as we were talking about earlier political party uh not really would i be loyal to say a family member um who is incompetent in certain things more than i would to a stranger that's for yeah. sure uh, there there. i could think of examples where i would be loyal despite incompetence but they're really family examples that's pretty much it yeah I don't see any Um, updates, by the way. So please send them my way.
3: We'll circle back on these.
0: Uh, Over. I just have one over on Tippy stream. Danny from Montana says, uh, re my super chat did not go through on Sunday. A. O. Kamala be based and sheet. Uh, Is this written in Ebonics? Yes. Now, Now let's ask who is doing the shooting because I bet it's not a Christopher or Tristan. Uh, if a historical event really happened, why would it be illegal to question it? Cheers. There's a lot of things going on in that chat. It's talking about uh, Kamala on the, her, well, I guess the 1362 issue. And um, yeah, well, in fairness, I, I can think of examples of the implication is that Christopher is not a black name. But I can think of of black people named Christopher. Definitely <laughs> not Tristan, though. I've, there's no such thing as no. a black Tristan. There's, there's not happened. a single
3: black Tristan on the planet.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Danny. And uh, let's get back into the uh, into the calls. All right. Mike DeWine and the Shit-Eating Grin are going to try one more time, but this is probably... Oh, there we go. Now you're lighting up. Oh, um, is it working now? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it before it stops.
9: Nice. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to... Uh, say yeah, I got really excited at uh, um, this past Sunday's show uh, with the hoax hate segment uh, with a mom who's upset that her kids didn't get waved or hugged or whatever. Oh, yeah.
0: The Sesame Place um, incident.
9: Yeah, Sesame Place. Yeah. Um, the reason I got excited is, and I wouldn't have known this without uh, you showing it, um, the uh, attorney for the mom, uh, B. Ivory Lamar. Yeah i i thought i would never see this guy again um he was one of the lead attorneys for um uh theodore Edgecombe, which i i doubt huh. you've even ever heard of theodore no. Edgecombe was a a black man that in summer of 2020 uh rolled up on his bike to uh this guy's kia sorrento i think Set had some words to him. It's kind of disputed uh, what was actually said. Uh, sucker punches the guy um, through the window, pedals off. Guy has his wife follow him down the block around the corner. Guy gets out to confront him and squares up. Uh, Edgecombe pulls out a gun from his waistband and shoots him right in the face.
5: Ooh. Whoa, wait, wait, so
0: the, um, the, the guy who was biking
9: yes the guy who
0: uh, sucker
9: punched the guy in the kia was on a bike and and he's
0: the one who shot the guy after the guy followed him
9: yeah he followed him got out of the car and there's video of it you can see him he squares up and he edge just pulls out a gun and shoots him in the face
0: why Um, did he punch him originally
9: there's a little bit of dispute that Edgecombe said that they pulled out in front of him and uh-huh. he uh, hit his bike against another car, and the guy shouted, uh, called him the N word.
0: Oh. So that's free reign. And
9: it, it was, apparently, which makes it funnier because the guy that ended up dying was an immigration attorney, uh, very liberal, who married a brown woman who was driving. So the yes, idea yeah. of the word, shout this out to some random black guy is not very plausible. Yeah.
0: Well, how was this? How did this end up in? I assume there was some kind of uh, litigation, some kind of prosecution. How did this end up in court?
9: Uh, well, uh, they uh, were looking. They first sought it off as a um, a. Are they were looking for him for murder? And they were looking uh, for Edgecombe for murder because he fled... um, Where did this take place? Uh, Milwaukee, I believe, was where it was. And he was on the road uh, for, I think, four to six months, was picked up in either Kentucky or Tennessee, uh, basically like a 1,000 miles away. Hmm. And when he was picked up, he gave the cops a fake name and uh, was eventually extradited back to... Again, I believe Milwaukee is where it all took place in, and his his story was that um, he was on the road that long uh, looking for a lawyer because he didn't think he'd get a fair <clears throat> trial, and he tried for a self defense case, which when he finally got on the stand at the very end, he because he's just a big brain individual. Um, <laughs> Switched his story from it being self-defense to it wasn't his fault the gun just went off oh, oh no yeah, yeah um but uh, to get back to the point uh B. Ivory lamar um was an activist judge who or judge uh activist lawyer who took this all on
0: yeah
9: uh him and some manlet um i don't remember that guy's name uh and they start off the uh, trial or the pre-trial motions and or whatever you call it by trying to get the judge to recuse himself because he, i believe i don't know if it's based on his skin color but he was ba- he was a racist and he wouldn't uh, edgecombe would not get a uh,
3: with fair no evidence trial. that he was
9: racist exactly yeah
3: hmm. but no
9: evidence they just need him gone and that was just the start of it from there on they did Screw-up after screw-up after screw-up. Blatantly bad screw-ups. Their worst one... Or maybe not even the worst one. The first one is... A real bad one. Uh, B. Ivory had some witness on the stand... um, And he was accusing the guy of being prejudiced or biased... Because the guy never came and talked to... um, Their firm. And the guy said... "I." Basically said, yeah, I did. I talked to that girl right next to you. Uh, She told me she was a Milwaukee police officer, which she's not. She's a paralegal, and that caused quite the ruckus Um, and almost got the the paralegal thrown out. Um, The best is um, anybody can seem to figure is because there were two different law firms and they were completely pathetic. Uh, They didn't actually talk to each other. Or maybe she just was holding herself as a police officer, which, for anyone who doesn't know listening, that's a felony. You can't you can't mm. do that.
0: I'm um, uh, I'm looking at some articles about how this was uh, how this all ended, and it actually was pretty yeah. recent. He was convicted yeah. in January of first degree reckless homicide, mm. and. Um, and then he was sentenced to 25 years in prison, 12 years po- post-release probation. So this just happened. Yeah. The the incident itself was back in sep- oh September 2020. I thought this was just last year, but it's almost two years ago the incident happened.
9: Yeah, that, okay. yeah, that's when the shooting happened. Yeah, uh, the exactly. Trial again, they had to hold off because he ran.
0: That's crazy. i well, i never heard about this one. Uh, well, I guess it was I, it was a black either. guy who shot a white guy. That's why I never heard about this one. This this. Oh
3: man, we fucked in up. In twenty
0: twenty, what?
3: Tristan Thompson, the one that's nailing Khloe Kardashian. He's black.
0: Oh, I can't believe it. I, <laughs> I missed that one. Well, you are
3: He's the good. only one.
0: Fine. There's one black guy named Tristan. <laughs> All right. What's gonna
3: happen to this guy?
0: Well, he's going to jail for twenty five years now.
3: Oh, that was the that so, was reading the live yeah, chat about those railing us. OK, that's pretty good.
0: Twisted 25 Thompson.
9: years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this uh, B ivory. You can go online and uh, the entire trial was live streamed on YouTube. You can watch their scripts. I recommend one called. Uh, the best one that encapsulates their ineptitude was uh, this. You have to actually look by it for it by name. Something about uh, Judge Borowski is not having it, hmm. and that, right, that well, includes the. Uh,
0: uh, I the love one, Wisconsin judges ever yeah. ever since Judge Schrader. I love a good Wisconsin judge. So. I'll have oh, to, this I'll have to this check guy
9: was far better than Schrader because he actually ran no. the. Yeah, because Nobody he actually ran Schrader. the trial than uh, mm. uh, like it was an actual trial, not just kind of there were actual rules that were followed don't get
0: brazen with him. me i will not have schrader defamed in this way <laughs>
9: <laughs> no right. i I like I, gotta, I like I like i let the you Bruce go. was but, loose but yeah, yeah. that's
0: fun. but thank you thanks for the story i ne- i never heard of that story until now so i appreciate uh letting us know and now i know a little bit more about b ivory lamar too <laughs> yeah.
9: yeah mom's getting her money's worth out of him
0: uh yeah well i'm sure that's what they're after just a giant sack of sesame place cash
9: Yep. And if All they're right. smart, they'll actually take it to trial. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, man. I... All right.
3: Oh, that was stressful. This audio situation.
0: Uh, the, there's a little bit of background noise, but maybe uh, it didn't sound that bad to me. But I guess maybe you're using more of like an in-ear type. Uh, yeah, setup. I was
3: getting blasted. Word choice. Word
0: choice. Uh, what word choice about what?
3: I just said I was getting blasted.
0: Oh. I just. Uh, Mr. Short version of the N word, are you there? Yeah. What's your name? Hi
2: there. Well, last time I called in uh, about being like a devil's advocate uh, as far as it goes to racial homogeneity to build a society. I vaguely remember this. Can I get a
3: TLDR? Can you refresh us a little bit? Are you 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 going a different
0: direction?
2: Yeah.
0: Let's, ju- Let's just go with a different direction because if it's not related I don't want to spend a bunch of time.
3: Oh, on. okay. I don't care then. Yeah, proceed.
2: Well, it's kind of related. Oh, it, okay. You were distracted. You were on uh, Michaela Peterson's wedding at the time there. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh
3: I was on a rager that time
0: All right, so yeah. we're going to talk about that for 20 more minutes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that reminds me Michaela Peterson's
0: Yeah. Instagram.
2: Yeah. And mm. so this time I'd say the like the reversal position on it. Okay. Which I think is that um so this like a bit of personal information not a lot there um i am a mixed individual maybe that's why it's like short n-word there but what are we talking um, here it's not important (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway so like as somebody who is mixed i you know you don't really ever fit in with any like racial group oop, and so that's why it doesn't actually you know, for somebody like me, it wouldn't really make sense to build a racial homogeneous society. right And there's always those arguments as far as like, well, it's like who do you identify more with? And it's like, or you could just build your own own kind of deal. Uh, and that doesn't really work either when you're literally a giant small minority, and then you get into like the different percentages and all that stuff of or like how do you look compared to the other people? And then I was also going to say that, um, th- like, uh, there's no doubt as a diversity like leftist society, people who aren't part of certain demographics get like passed over because that's what I was talking about like last time. And, um, sorry, I lost the train of thought there. But like, you you guys go ahead there. I lost my train of thought.
0: Uh, Sure. I mean, I, I can't remember exactly what we talked about last time, so I don't want to go over or discuss the exact same thing. Um, I guess of the points you're raising, what I find to be the most interesting is if you accept uh, ethnicity or race as an organizing uh, principle for a country or whatever, if you're going to organize by race or ethnicity, uh, what do the half breeds do do they get their own country? How, how does this work? Yeah. I actually am kind of interested in that. I know it's sort of like, I guess it's kind of a silly question, but ser- seriously speaking, if we were to grant the premise that you organize countries by race, wh- how, how do you deal with the, well, intermediates? I
3: mean, I don't think that all mixed races are, uh, it's not like they would, they would all go together. Like what is a half Latin? half black person but what do they have to do with like a half japanese half white person they would have nothing in common
2: well okay yeah so i think i was what i was saying last time was that my biggest gripe is that you have a lot of affirmative action stuff of that is because we are like a diverse as far as ethnicity goes Mm -hmm. as you get into the whole situation of of um like people getting passed over because of their ethnicity for certain colleges or jobs right, and right. things like that and that's just not i would say that's not a good way to build a society mm-hmm. because you want the most competent individuals Those and it's bad for uh you know people like yourselves because let's say if your kids want to become doctors is they might not get the opportunity because they'll be passed over for somebody who is more ethnically a heritage but I would say that it doesn't really make sense for racial homogeneity because I was looking at in Ireland they have something called the travelers and the travelers gypsies. Are, in my opinion yeah they're basically they're gypsies but like they've mixed so well and everything with them that they're basically just like trailer park trash like <laughs> Irish people and you get into the whole thing that even there, the leftist ideology is like, well, maybe we need affirmative action for the travelers, aka the gypsies. Interesting.
0: So it's and affirmative action, but not on a racial, uh not as a with race as a premise. Just
3: Wait, are you talking like, about so a, affirmative say... action for uh, like different socioeconomic backgrounds?
2: No, that... no. So for them, I guess I'm confused about what you're
3: asking. I don't.
2: Uh, They've been different ethnicity. ethnicity.
0: Well, um, okay, yeah. So I guess what you're saying is, leftist tend even if race is not a distinguishing factor, strictly speaking, uh, leftist tendencies about uh, perceived inequality tend to um, surface even when when race is not the organizing principle, as it is as it is here commonly.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. They'll always find a way, even if it's not race. They'll judge somebody on ethnicity yeah well. and they'll create their own special classes yeah now, how do they sort it out i'm not really sure
0: yeah that's all right kind of- well well yeah. thanks for the thought exercise i gotta wrap it up but uh but appreciate yeah, the call no as worries always.
2: i thought i'd just come in counter what i was saying last sure. time sure yeah, I, yeah I, time. I, that's
0: an interesting uh, thing to do i don't know that we've ever had anybody do like point counterpoint on themselves in sequence so perhaps we can carry on next time Thanks, Have a good man.
3: night. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Okay. Uh, fast talking Aussie girl. Hello? Miss fast talker. Go ahead.
3: Hey girl.
10: <laughs> hey, how you going guys? Sorry. i was I'm not to ask that question because everybody asks that question. <laughs> fast talking.
3: That makes it sound like you're going to rob me or something.
10: Really? No, I just—I was actually just talking about this with date and spaces. I'm like the youngest of four kids, and I think I just learned to talk really quickly because you have to get your word in edgewise, like as, as quickly <laughs> as you can. you know, the kids you've got to compete with. Gotcha. Um, so I—I I, I, I listen to the call-in show a lot. Um, I often get a bit frustrated when I hear people calling in talking about religious matters because because yeah. I'm I'm a you know I'm a lifelong Catholic, and so I have a lot of and I'm fairly well educated in my faith. So I often hear a lot of things that I want to respond to and I can't. But Matt, you said something on the Sunday show that I actually actually have an answer to and I want to respond to. Oh yeah, sure. So um, yeah. So you mentioned that um something a debate came up in the Bible study about school shooters and like avoiding judgment after. After death.
0: Yeah. It was really about like the school shooters became the meme because that's the way that I framed it. But it, as a broad concept, it was about unforgivable sin. Uh, is there a such thing as a, a sin that is so egregious, it cannot be repented for.
10: If you truly repent. Yeah. 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 Well, there are answers to these questions. Well, to answer your second question first, um, there's only one sin that we know of that is technically unforgivable. And it's because it's explicitly stated by Jesus in the Bible, and and but it's kind of hard to know what it actually is. And the sin is blaspheming against, the, against Holy the Holy Spirit?
3: Spirit. Ah, yeah, yeah. What does that even mean? That's the
10: end it. What? <laughs> that's the question. You got to talk to a spiritual director. I, I'm not entirely sure what it means, but I just don't blaspheme in general, and I feel like that's the same. <laughs> that's the same way of avoiding that one. Is well, it is, saying but, that the um, Holy Spirit I, doesn't
3: exist? Yeah, or is,
5: Yeah.
10: I mean, blasphemy technically is um, well, it's it's not negating the existence of blasphemy. Is uh, I guess cursing the name of, or, or like using the name of God, um, or, um, or the name of Jesus, or whoever you know, uh, in a, uh, to curse basically, mm-hmm. to use it in a in a like to take the name in vain is is how it's put in the Ten Commandments. Well, so
0: seriously, that's unforgivable.
10: No, 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 no. Uh, that is forgivable, but oh. that's what blasphemy is, so okay. um, yeah, so basically any time, but that is a mortal sin, uh, according to a ca- Catholic point of view, so Oop. it's one that you'd have to get forgiveness for from a priest. Um, I am anytime so fucked.
3: I am
0: just What's the, <laughs> rude. What's the unforgivable version, though? I'm not clear.
10: Well, no one's really clear. Oh. So and we can possible, just do this thing that's, that's
3: unforgivable, but nobody really, but it's not like clearly delineated.
10: No, because in order to commit a sin, you have to have, you have to have full awareness and knowledge that you're actually committing the sin. So if you do, if I, even if I, like, if I was like growing up in in an irreligious family and my parents said Jesus all the time as a, as a swear word, and I wasn't aware that 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 was a blasphemy, maybe I didn't even know who Jesus was. And I started saying it because I'd heard it from people around me. I I wouldn't be held accountable for that because, you know, I'm doing it in ignorance. So if you're so, doing something in ignorance, you can't be held accountable. That's so, just common sense.
0: I suppose it's, would it be fair to say it's beyond simply uh, questioning God? It would be intentional defiance mm-hmm. of, like in, intentional denial of? I genuinely of?
10: don't, I don't know what it is. And I hmm. suspect the reason that may, I've thought about this. I This is just purely my own interpretation. I am no biblical scholar, um, but I suspect the reason is that maybe he didn't like specify it because he didn't want people to do it. <laughs> I don't know, but, that's, but uh,
0: we have that's to know the rules, to to, you know, is this fine. is like how Susan yeah. runs YouTube, not to make a ridiculous comparison, but she considers herself <laughs> God. So that's fine. But the, the YouTube does the same thing where they say, well, we can't disclose the entirety of the rules to you because then you'd figure out a workaround. Well, but I also very I want to follow them, of... you know, like I want to know sure, what's going to get me in trouble and what's three... not. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs>
10: it's the only thing that's specified as an unforgivable sin, but it, I, but look, like Hmm. I said, I'm no biblical scholar. Feel free to ask Robert about it. I'm, there are actually probably plenty of clear, easy interpretations that I'm just not personally aware of, but I wanted to mostly address the other point that you made, which is, um, I think that I didn't tune into the Bible. stuff. actually it's, Funnily enough, it happens to fall around the same time I'm at church or just getting out of church myself here on Sunday morning. Well, there you go, um, Sydney time. So it's basically impossible to attend. But
0: um, uh, that's a great opportunity that- for me to mention, though. Not that you, not that I would expect you to listen or anything. But if a lot of people have conflicts, if you would like to listen back, it is available uh, in a podcast feed you can find on the website.
10: Okay, cool. I mean, you can't interact, but that's, no, that's still good to know. Yeah.
0: Well, you can, though. Um, uh, you can talk to our Bible study leader and you can email him and all that.
10: Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but just to, yeah, so just to quickly mention this other thing, that point I wanted to make, which is the main point I wanted to make, actually. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the concept was, say someone is a school shooter or does some, commits some heinous crime, um, but then they have a conversion and then they die and they go to heaven. And like, right. and, and I think what you said was, how, how is that just? yeah because they've never really like paid, so to speak, for for what they've done. <clears throat> and um, I can't speak to a Protestant point of view, but certainly from a Catholic point of view. I think that intuition that you have is absolutely correct, but that's not just that um just because you've you know, just because you've you've had a conversion of heart, and even if you've had your your sins forgiven, there is still a reparation that should be made for things that you've done because that just justice kind of cries out for that, which is where the Catholic doctrine of purgatory comes in. The idea behind purgatory um, is, and uh, is that uh, if you've died in, a, like you know, in a state of what we call a state of grace, so you're kind of you're in tune with God, like you you tried to live a good life, you followed the commandments, but you know you have still committed sins. Then purgatory is kind of like, well, like it's kind of in the name, you know, you're being purged of of like the, what we'd call the remission of like the basically the the after effects of sin. So for yeah. example, you know, if I steal something from somebody, and I say it in confession. Um, and they say, okay, you know, pray these prayers, you know, for the, like to, you know, to, um, for the sin that you've committed, but you still need to make reparation. Like you still need to give that person that thing back. Or if you can't give it back, you need to, you know, make reparation in some way. Like justice demands that but mm-hmm. say I die before I get to make that reparation. And that reparation will take place in purgatory. That's that's a very crude way of, 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 of exemplifying it. But you kind of get my meaning.
3: Wow. I'm, uh, going to hell <laughs> I just realized like just now. Yeah. i need well, to get confession to confession <laughs> oh my god that's right ah i just <laughs> blasphemed
5: oh. wow
0: it's <laughs> no, no, going badly it is going
3: badly and it's a hundred degrees in this room this is not well have not you thought happening.
0: about why it is maybe you had something to do with that i
3: know yeah. i know it's true uh you know staying in a state of grace is like the most important thing that catholics need to do and i fail to do it uh, all the time i haven't been to confession in like a year
10: Dying in the state of grace is the most important thing of all. It's it's yeah. So a lot there's a Catholic philosopher that says it's not necessarily how you live. I mean it is, but it's more important how you die, and you do want to die in the state of grace, even though you don't really want to go to purgatory because it does not sound like a lot of fun there. But at the very least, you know you're on your way to heaven, so that's the that's the advantage of of purgatory. But at this point, um, I don't even know I would, if I would I would cut sign.
3: it for purg- purgatory. I don't, I don't know. If you haven't
10: been to know. confession for a year, I'd say it's not a great fun. But <laughs> but you know, you can always guard. That's true.
0: All right. Well, thanks for the thoughts I did have. um, that was a topic that I think um, a lot of people had some thoughts on. I received a few emails about it as well. So I appreciate um, some clarity on it because as I was saying on Sunday, of all the concepts I find the most difficult to comprehend that one from just a, a justice perspective, the idea that you could commit serious crimes or seriously abuse other people and, atone for that later through faith i think that's great i'm not saying that's a bad thing but to escape i suppose punishment because of that i I just find to be hard to understand from a justice perspective so
10: yeah no that's it's sort of very quickly jumping i'm noticing in the chat people are saying this is not biblical there actually is biblical precedent to this um so it's not accepted in the protestant bible but there is um uh, but in the Catholic Bible, there are two books called Maccabees. And in the second book of Maccabees, it specifically states that there is um, that, the, you know, it recommends praying for the dead that they may be like released from their sins. And even if you don't accept that as canon, like as, as like inspired, at the very least, this was a, a concept that was understood and accepted by um, the Jews at that time, like the Israelites at that time in history, which was like more or less like a few hundred or years before Christ was born. But anyway. There is biblical precedent for it. I just want to put that out there. Protestant haters in the chat. Well, thank you. fast Blonde
0: blonde will deal with those meddling Protestants. Don't you worry about that. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you for the uh, insight. Thanks for the call. No worries. Thanks. Have a good one. Okay. We do need to uh, talk with our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, because it's the last call of the month. Uh, Mr. Dangerous Spaces, are you there?
11: Hello. What's on your mind? Just in the middle of talking to Jimny, so.
0: Well, it's it's just an all out uh, Ozfest of a different sort. It seems it's just nothing but Australians <laughs> in the other in the other room now. You guys what are all friends
11: it? in that country, right?
0: Yeah.
11: Oh yeah, everyone knows each other. I mean, we're about the same size as America, but sure, everyone knows each <laughs> other. That's
0: totally you're how only it the works. same size geographically. Like as a country, you're like the same population as California or something like that. Yeah. Right?
11: No, no, less than Cal- less than Texas, I believe. Oh, yeah, what? so way
0: smaller. So yeah. you, do, so you do all know each yeah.
11: other? Not really. Anyway, just quickly, uh, Egram posted Egrim Airheim uh, posted some messages in the call-in waiting room. He wanted you guys to look at at some
0: point. Um, um, so, well, if he if he has a written submission, uh, he can just uh, no, no,
11: can- no, not for not for call, not for question. Just oh. it's literally just shit posting stuff that he said you might be interested in. So oh.
0: Um, I'm not, um, I'm not a great, I'm not great at managing discord. So anybody who would I like my discord, if an, you're
3: on discord, I hate you.
0: Anybody who would like my personal attention to a written or graphic email submission. Yeah. Just send me an email.
11: Matt at mattchristiansonmedia.com.
0: That's correct. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> That's correct. Thank you.
11: Uh, anyway, um, I just wanted to talk today. I, I've tried to start thinking about my topic seeing as I'm only going to be here kind of once a month uh, for calls. So I want to talk today, and this really links into your video the use of language and changing words and stuff and, and trying to redefine things mm. the left really the left doing it, the media, the Democrats, whoever you want to say, but it really seems to happen mostly on that side of politics. Mm-hmm. So I suppose we could start with the one of, well, that's not what a what a, oh, what's the word? I'm blanking recession yeah. That's not what a recession is. That's what a recession's been every time up to now. Yeah, yeah. So um, Sorry, but I would be curious to you guys if um, you have a favorite, because I've got one that annoys me, and I've got a favorite. But if you have a favorite way that they word something or the term that they've changed, or oh,
0: the number th- one, oh, the number one that pisses one? me off is court packing. When they say that that Republicans packed the court. Yeah. No, they did not. Now, I I understand you guys are not happy that Merrick Garland was denied the seat to which he was somehow entitled. And to be completely honest, as I've referenced, I think my preference would have been that Merrick Garland got the process. And if you don't want to confirm him, vote against confirmation. I can get yeah, yeah. I, I can understand their procedural grievance. However, to say that that is court packing, that's court packing is the expansion of the court not
3: to pack it with people that you agree with
0: th- but they seem to think that just getting people on the court as it exists that you want is there that that's court packing yeah
11: it's yeah it's literally it's literally replacing someone a job is vacated and they need to put someone else in it and they say yeah. think yeah that's court
0: packing that one pisses ridiculous. me off that, but yeah. uh, but that so that's my pick but there are um many.
3: i hate the term well dreamers but that's too obvious and then um pro choice hmm. hate it hate oh it. You I don't know what happened. You aren't pro-choice. You're you're pro-murdering your baby. Like, like call it what it is. But what, that what
11: is do you that, does, that? that does annoy me a little bit as well, because part of choice is um, you make a choice. And let's be fair. You don't always think through consequences, but you make a choice with an understanding that consequences will occur. Mm-hmm. They don't want the consequences, so how can they really be choice? So, yeah, that one... That does annoy me a bit. Well, as they've well. also
3: framed it like they're on the side of of individual and personal freedoms, totally ignoring the fact that uh, a life is being snuffed out.
11: Well, the so- other funny thing is they tried to change language, and that seemed to disappear immediately. And they did the what was it, pro decision? I think they tried to change it to for like half a second there. Oh, whatever. What's your least favorite one.
0: one? Yeah, pro decision.
11: Okay, so the yeah. so the two that annoy me, the one that annoys me, and my favorite. My favorite one, not necessarily in terms of I like it, but I just find it ridiculous. The one that annoys me, I don't know if you've seen, some dictionaries are changing literally to mean figuratively.
0: (laughs) What? No, I've not heard that one.
11: You know, when people say, you know, I I literally haven't been here for a thousand years. And it's like, you you haven't literally been. And because people (laughs) are using it that way, I've I've seen some dictionaries where they will change literally to yeah. figure to say one of the meanings is figuratively.
1: No, no it's not. No, it's not. That it's is never. literally
0: not what it means. <laughs> right. That's the uh that would well, be an Marianne answer. merriam
3: Webster does that. They put in words that have become that uh, that have become overused incorrectly. They
0: did it with female recently.
3: They did it with ear regardless. Ear regardless. No, that's just, not a
0: I'm not a huge grammar word Nazi, irregardless if you say that fuck all the way off.
3: It's in Merriam Webster.
0: No, you can't no, no, I'm gonna it look is. this up. They can't yeah. they, they they made that a word.
3: Yeah, they made it a word. Ugh, it's not God. a word, I'm with you.
11: Well, I didn't realize that was gonna be the thing that triggered you, but
3: hang they on. <laughs> did. Yeah.
0: They did hear it. Also preventative
3: has oh become God. so overused that it's become uh, a dictionary entry. It is preventive. Preventive. Interesting.
0: Preventative sounds better to me. It's incorrect.
11: But The one that's my my, my favorite, which is probably the wrong way to put it, but the one that's my favorite is... Preventive. Did you guys talk about this? I don't know if you did talk about this or whether it was this week this happened. The Walensky thing she was on, some show, I can't remember. The men who have sex with men. (laughs) Yeah, I love that one. Safe. Fucking gay. Fucking Why? I like it. It's more,
3: it's more explicit.
0: Yeah, it's but like it's you were. Not
11: though, it's not, though, because it buys into that nonsense of the of the um articles that were saying things like, just because you butt fuck another guy doesn't make you gay. <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, technically, yes, it could make you bisexual, but that's still a pretty gay uh, act.
0: Okay, I, I can fuck see butts that. Or get fucked in the butt community.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. suck dicks. Okay. <laughs> or get their dick sucked yeah.
0: well that doesn't make you gay like that football player who had a tranny accidentally suck his wane and then he uh, right, went and killed right. the tranny and somehow was exonerated don't forget well, him. he does he count as gay
3: did he know yeah. yeah he no, says no he
0: that's why he killed but the that tranny one,
3: not gay but I'm just, yeah I'm just no, didn't, didn't we got. talk about it and he did he must have
11: known right?
0: well I, I theorize that he must have but his story is he didn't know that it was a it was a man
11: but yeah, know. but that one just blows my mind. It's right up there with the, oh, I don't, how was it word? Something like the people with potential for pregnancy or however it was, something like oh, that. Oh, capacity Pre- for, or their uh, capacity yeah. for pregnancy. That was that Instead one. Instead of women?
0: It was the law professor, the Berkeley law professor with the crazy googly eyes who was talking yeah, to yeah, Josh a, Howley.
11: Yeah. But I just, I'm just listening going, yeah, oh my goodness, guys, what is wrong with you? Because there are so many that we could have gone through. I'm just, I made a list just in case, you know, I got a chance. But I'm just like, you know, changing laws so that only people who can legally vote isn't voter suppression unless you think people who legally can't, you know, insurrection is obviously the really annoying one oh, at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Domestic terrorists because you don't want your parents being taught about trannies, you know, a legal alien. It pisses me off oh yeah illegal alien, a, yeah yeah even illegal aliens fine but illegal immigrant the illegal part is important guys yeah but it's a defining thing you know
3: wait illegal legal alien a re- i guess that is fine
11: but yeah the recession the you know um so many words and it's just starting to annoy me it's like guys just stop if you have to redefine something to make it mean what you want it to mean then the word's appropriate to the situation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And that's that's the problem is all of these are done for political ends. It's Of course, language evolves over time. New words are developed to describe new things or new words are developed because old words are insufficient, whatever. It's not as though all language is set in stone and it never changes. The point is they don't actually change it to describe objective meaning. They change what? it to achieve a what? political end. Yeah,
11: and it's also the issue of they're not letting it evolve naturally. They're trying to force the evolution. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what was so weird about her just dropping that "men who have sex with men" thing. I mean, I'll I'll grant you, I'll take your point that it she didn't invent it, uh, but it mm-hmm. it's just dropped in there and then unexplained, and that's how these things happen. They just kind of. They but, just but,
11: she also, ins- but she also ended up saying gay community right after that. I know. Like, well, what was the point?
3: <laughs> but yeah. she said it really, she was like really hesitant to say it. The
0: gay, yeah, the yeah.
3: gay yeah. community. Is that still okay? Am I canceling?
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, did you have any anyway. uh, final thoughts?
11: Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, any screw ups today, those were obviously Jimney's fault.
0: Oh, yeah. And, uh, thank and you for he, helping out with him.
11: And yeah. he seemed very proud that he uh he might have radicalized some people. I think there was a, a couple of Hiles and an akbar bar or something like that. I do oh, know. What, great. know what <laughs> so uh, he might have radicalized some of your uh, some of your server, which is which is awesome. Which is to so, yeah, so so clue people in I, I've got a, um,
0: Dangerous Spaces was helping another jolly Australian learn the ropes of call screening in preparation for the event that uh maybe Dangerous Spaces has to miss a stream or something like that. Don't worry, he's not going anywhere, at least as far as I know, though. We don't have you captive, but uh, yeah,
11: yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't plan to. But there are some times where I might have to miss out a week. So yeah, yeah, just training him up, and yeah, we're
3: um,
0: just keeping with the mark. theme of having an Australian accent to greet everybody I who know. calls in.
11: You have well, to, in that, case our show I is sh- too depressing.
3: We need. You know, well,
0: that's what I do. This assume. is really going to ask
11: me about it, It's like, oh, it's another Australian. Can you?
0: This is you really going to feed conspiracy theories about Aussie control of the world. Why? Mm -hmm. Aussies are such a small percentage of the global population, yet they control who calls into this show. How could that be?
5: Yeah.
11: Yeah. Fair enough.
0: I don't know what's gone wrong there.
11: (laughs) Anyway, we're getting a bit long, so I should let you guys go. So you guys have a good one. You too. See ya.
0: All right. Uh, Thank you to the callers. Appreciate it as always. If you are uh, looking to participate in the show, but you are having trouble calling in or perhaps you can't call in live, you can always send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website, com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll read those at the end of the stream as we do each and every week, except for next week when there is not a stream. But we'll be back on the 10th, of course. Uh, Danielle says, are either of you into fantasy novels? What are your favorite books of any genre? I want to get back into reading uh, now that my son isn't taking up 110% of my time,
3: Ooh. I used to love reading Jane Austen when uh, I wasn't a self loathing woman. Hmm. Um, my favorite book is probably 1984 Crime and Punishment. And that's a good read if you really want to get into it. If you're looking for some light reading, that's not it. Um, what else?
0: I read almost no fiction, uh, especially like I did in school. But for personal fun, almost never. The the recreational reading I have done, I like. Uh, I don't know. I've I've read some military history and sort of military autobiographies really and things like that that I thought were pretty good. Um, but I the thing is, I I for my job, I read all the time, all sorts of things, news art. It's like I'm not reading books per se but i'm reading news stories all the time and so when i'm not doing that i want to be away from the computer and doing something that's not sitting in a chair so that's uh reading is great i should read more it's just that i can't sit in a chair that many hours a day i gotta i gotta do something else so reading is a casualty in that arrangement at least reading novels reading fiction
3: I've never read Animal Farm.
0: Uh, I have. It's just been a very long. I read it in school, actually, mm. or maybe we just watched the the video of it.
3: <laughs> one, of on, right? yeah, one of the two. Yeah, uh, one of the. Richard Spencer's Punchable Face. Does the Earth and all life therein exist to serve man, or does man exist to serve the Earth at Earth hmm. as its steward? I said that like a black person. Did you hear that? Um, if the former, did, upon what not. moral basis, <laughs> and if the latter, what constitutes good stewardship? I don't think that those are mutually exclusive. I think that the earth can exist to serve man. And also we have to be its steward because it's uh cyclical. Like we need to be its steward for it to serve us. Right.
0: I think that, that our survival and our prosperity is our moral imperative. Yeah. So I, I do think that the survival of man is of greater moral importance, I suppose, than the survival of the earth. But I don't like that. I don't like it phrased that way because If survival of man is paramount, that means looking out for future generations. And because the earth is our resource for survival, that means being a good steward of it. If you're asking me to say what is of higher importance, um, earthly health, if you wanted to to phrase it that way, versus survival and prosperity of the human race, I'm taking humanity.
3: Over, oh yeah, over stewardship of the earth. I'm with you.
0: But but I, that doesn't mean that I'm in favor of raping the earth because the earth is how we survive. Yeah. At least for like, until we figure out how to do space colonies and stuff. But it's the uh, former
3: upon what moral basis of the latter what con- constitutes good stewardship is, um, uh, trying not to, um, just pollute to such a degree that, yeah. uh, we become unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, not to pillage the land so that the soil becomes infertile things like that Um, upon Uh, what moral basis. I think that humanity has capabilities that no other life form on earth has for a reason. Yeah.
0: They're natural rights. As I've talked about, uh, I have to assume that that human life has moral value, that human life has moral purpose, not just generic moral value or purpose, but as far as I'm concerned, um, the highest, at least in this earthly world. Now what that, are there values higher than that in terms of God and all that quite possibly I'm, you know, I don't have my mind all sorted out on that, but what right. I'm saying is I have to assume that human value, human purpose is of the highest moral value in, in this place where we all live because mm-hmm. if, number one, I believe it to be self evidently true. But number two, if, if I don't accept that premise, as we've talked about throughout the, the earlier calls tonight, uh, a lot of moral framework falls. If, if humans oh. don't have inherent value, What's wrong with abusing humans? What's yeah. wrong with abusing yourself? They have no inherent value, so who cares? Um, that that's why. And so, um, so yeah, that I, I I would put the Earth as a. I mean, I, if I have to rank them, I would put the Earth as a secondary, but it is necessary for our survival. So it's not as though it too should be abused.
3: I agree. I uh,
0: hope that answers the question. Good question, by the way a new Tradist says, uh, let's see. This question is,
3: it's too many questions
0: initially and predominantly for Matt, but I'd love to get the female perspective from blonde as well. It's superficially about work and life balance, but goes into self identity and the existential here goes, Matt, do you predominantly gain your sense of self concept from your work or from your family? Now, uh, or in uh, from your family now, or in what way is that question ill formed? What manner or trans?
3: You should answer these as you read them.
0: Yeah, this is, this is deep. Um, Do I gain my primary concept of self or satisfaction? Of course, my, my number one job is a husband and father. Uh, I, I love and hugely appreciate the fact that I am able to fill that role by doing this, that I love very, that I, that I love professionally. Uh, so I'm hugely thankful to everybody in the audience for that, of course, that I'm able to fill my role as husband and father Aww. by doing this. But there's no question that if this was not a viable way for me to be uh, a husband and a dad, I have an, a priority and an obligation that I must fill. And so it's the primary role is is husband and father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what manner of transition occurred within you from meeting your wife to making the commitment to having a family that led you to adjust, augment, or include family in that self-concept? And what role did your wife play in that? How did she? Uh, how did she convince you it was worthwhile? How did she do it? Uh, I think this transition is pivotal for the formation of the human soul, and I don't think it's one that should be taken lightly or overlooked. Moreover, I think it's essential for repairing a lot of the ills of our society. How is your view of work life shifted because of, or in respect to your wife and your now family? Um, wow. That's a lot of deep questions. I suppose I'll have to just treat them broadly or, or generally. Um, how did she do it? How did she convince me? Um, she certainly has done a great job as a wife and a mom, and that is her priority. Um, it's not like she sat me down and convinced me there's something that is natural about that connection. I think that one of the great things about meeting a person in the way that I met her is we came together because of this stream. We have a values alignment because of that. And we have a shared goal of, of marriage and family. So because we were so aligned, so uh, immediately based on, similar values because we're part of this community. There wasn't a lot of convincing in the way that you're describing. Um, It just, it just kind of was, it's like, uh, it's, it's one of those. Whenever people ask a question about how do you know, which one is the right one? To me, it was, it was looking back at everything I had prior in terms of relationships with women and seeing them all for how obviously stupid they were. Everything (laughs) prior seemed really dumb.
3: That's true. And I'm not sure that you should really be convincing each other of anything. Like you have this shared goal and it's going to require some sort of leap of faith from both parties. Yeah. And no one's totally sure about their, like no one is ever 100% sure Of course.
0: Um, And, but, you know, but it was, it was pretty obvious to me. It it, it was pretty obvious just because everything else seemed foolish. And, and, and. Well, I don't know. I I wish I could explain it better than that, but, but that's, that's the best I can, that's the best I can say about it. And as far as how I became like, what, what moved me from, I guess, what was a career priority to a family priority? Well, that's the nature of having a family. It's, Once you have one, they have to be your priority. But as far as what the
3: obligation, that's what I think that's the answer to the question. What manner of transition occurred within you from meeting your wife to making the commitment to having a family that led you to adjust? It's initially it's the prospect of the obligation Hmm. and then it's the realization of the obligation.
0: Yeah. As far as what made me want that, it it's I suppose it's as simple as as leaving a legacy. You know, I I want I want everything I build to carry on. I want everything I build to have meaning for somebody in the future and that somebody's going to be my son and, you know, God willing, more more children after that. But it became clear to me as I got a little bit older, too. When you're younger, it seems like every year you're you're improving, you know, you're you're like a better version of yourself. And I actually do think I'm a better version of myself now than I was when I was younger. But as you get older, it becomes very clear there's going to be a time where I'm on the downslope, where I'm declining, where I'm not as sharp as I used to be physically, mentally, all of those things. And then what? What happens after that? Do I just rot away or am I supposed to live vicariously through my family at that well, point? Well, that's, and-
3: that's true. And then that thing that you mentioned about I know this question was for you, but the thing you mentioned about um, all of your past relationships looking stupid. When you have a kid, that's what happens with everything you've ever done in your life. Yeah. You're like, oh, I worked on Wall Street and blah, blah, blah. I did all this shit. Then I traveled blah, fucking blah place. And it's like all this stuff with dumb doesn't matter. No one cares. This baby matters. though.
0: I will also say about my wife, too. um, It's not like I said, it's not like she ever sat me down and just like made an (laughs) argument to me that won me over. But there's something about the way that she entered my life, not just through the stream, but at a time when if people who have listened for a long time recall, it's just like. Tr- trying searching for somebody and just struggling and borderline wanting to give up yeah. and knowing that all it takes is one. Lo and behold, that one shows up. And to the point that you're making, if you sit, if you sit and overanalyze and think like, well, it has to be perfect in every single way.
3: You'll never do it.
0: You have to, you have to be willing to see it when it, when it arrives for you and you have to go for it. And I don't yeah, say that. Yeah. That, I don't even like phrasing it that way. Cause it implies that like, i don't know Uh, i'll just leave i don't want to now i'm all now i'm all (laughs) tongue-tied i I just i'm just worried that that implies that i'm saying like my wife is imperfect or something like that Um, we're all imperfect
3: everybody's imperfect i'm
0: not yeah i mean what i'm saying is um it was uh it was like a a perfect alignment of of circumstances and values and and I would say the other reason I knew that she was the right one is the humor lines up. Like when you get each other's humor, it's very important. Yeah, and uh, that is
3: really important. Yeah. Um, anyway,
0: you you kind of you you stumped me a little bit on that one because it's hard to describe such giant concepts in simple terms. But
3: oh, also, no one ever talks about this, but this male wall thing is so true. What's Everyone's that? Like, Ooh, women hit the wall when they're whatever age, but like you do not want to be an old dad. My husband is 41 and like if we're done having kids when he's 47 that's fucking old. <laughs> that's
0: fucking old. Yeah, I definitely want to be able to have enough physical ability to enjoy physical activity with my kids. And yeah. uh I don't think that I'll miss that window, but if you wait too long you certainly could.
3: You certainly can't. You don't want to be like um Alec Baldwin whose wife is pregnant with their seventh kid right now
0: you also don't want to shoot a person but if you do get oh, away with right. it yeah. <laughs> definitely that's get away true. with it just like alec has um, is that just disappeared is that now?
3: closed case closed i've never remember. as
0: far as i know investigation is still ongoing but we're under three months from that story that incident being a year old yeah. it's really just disappeared
3: Agnostic, agnostic. Either of you shape rotators like you can imagine a semi-transparent purple horse floating in front of you and rotate it clockwise while it's viewed from above. Can you manipulate uh, that like sculpting or changing an opacity slider? It's kind of like daydreaming, but can work as, as a heads-up display. Great for planning and abstraction. Um. Yes, I am, as a hmm. matter of fact. I can do that. However, I have incredibly poor spatial reasoning. It's so bad. Like it's I'm a terrible driver, um, and if you like, and I'm bad at puzzles and things like that too. So I can rotate a shape, can't break it apart, and put it back together in my mind.
0: Hmm. I've never heard of this. Is this uh, what is this like some kind of computer program or something you see visually? What I don't understand. I, don't know. I think, how this I think even it's works.
3: a. It's like an artist trick. Let's just imagine like a horse, and can you flip it over in your mind? Turn yeah. it which way? Sure. Rotate it yeah I thought this was
0: something that was actually like a digital presentation or something I don't think so I yeah I I guess although I I, I'm a little confused by the question but all right fair enough Uh, Happy B says hey Matt and Blonde do you believe that it is a form of cheating for someone who is married to engage in sexting with someone else yes yeah, of course. Uh, I was very shocked when one of my friends, who is very socially conservative, recently argued that it is not cheating, since they wouldn't actually be going out and having an affair in person.
3: There are levels of cheating, but this is clearly infidelity. Like People, this isn't as bad as like banging a chick, but it's marriage ruining stuff.
0: I would agree that it is not the same thing as a uh, a physical sexual encounter. However, uh, a marriage is uh, a relationship that is based on much more than physical physical sexual encounters. You can be unfaithful without breaching the sexual union, I suppose. I mean, there's there's a reason people say uh, emotional cheating, for example. I know that's there's a lot of gray area in there, but but if I if, if I were to find out that that my my wife had a communication relationship with another man that was sharing all sorts of really personal intimate details yeah um call it whatever you want we can it's a dangerous space it's called maybe we call it something else than she the point is you have breached the trust you have breached um some of the most intimate details of that relationship and if it's not the same thing as cheating by having sex with somebody else it's it's something that is of a similar betrayal as far as i'm concerned it's it's Agreed. a ma- it's, if it's not cheating it's an indicator of a major problem in the relationship
3: yeah yeah totally um did i read that one
0: uh no i did
3: not an old man hello fellow married people i've got a weird one for you i've had several conversations with my wife about non-monogamy Oh, you guys, that I don't know what to do with. She seems to have a low sex drive, but she wants me to be happy, so she's been wanting me to basically cheat on her to satisfy my urges, but I thought that's why God invented masturbation. I'm supposed to embrace this or couples therapy, or is this big enough red flag to walk away? We have a mortgage together and three dogs, but no kids yet. That's terrible. I think she's shit-testing you. There's no way she'd actually be fine with that.
0: That is a big red flag to me. If if she's saying to you, "Why don't you go bang other chicks?" Yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh, that tells me that she's that there's not a lot of emotional investment in the relationship. Is what I'm worried about. Um, oh, man, I I I don't know what I would even advise in this situation. Other than talking about, I would I guess you'd have to have a serious conversation about why that would not bother her in no way would I advise that you take her up on this offer uh, for reasons that we just discussed, but I'd be curious why she doesn't see a problem with that arrangement. And this is, you know, this is something that has to be navigated, obviously compatibility or alignment on sexual issues. That's something that has to be ironed out, but I've never heard of the solution of, well, why don't you just go, bang other people so that you get that satisfaction but that's really not the point the point is satisfaction. i want to
3: tell people to get divorced but like that's that's bad
0: that's uh what's bad is i need to know why she thinks she's okay with that i i need an answer to that uh yeah if, if i was in that situation obviously so that that's what i would aim for um i wouldn't i wouldn't advise you to walk away on this basis that's the end of the question is there a big enough red flag to walk away it certainly must be investigated though uh, an answer on why that is a, a an acceptable proposition uh, you need to get that and mm-hmm. if you can't then then maybe i think you get to your walk away question but right i hate to i hate I, in almost no circumstance do i want to advise divorce but this is that's such a weird thing. It's not cheating. It's, hey, why don't you go cheat effectively? Go even cheat. though I consent to the cheating. cheating
3: and hmm. she's just like looking to even up the playing
0: field. Hmm.
3: Senor Burgo. Oh, it's your turn.
0: Um, Matt, can you reveal how many entries have been submitted for the movie list segment? 100, 500,000. Also, how steadily are the entries coming in week by week? And do you suspect anyone is gaming the system by making multiple entries? Just curious to know how infinitesimally small our chances are. Thanks. Oh, as far as uh, how many people have signed up for the chance to pick, I don't have the number in front of me right now. It's something like probably a thousand people on the list. So speaking candidly, is it likely that you're going to get selected? We're only picking 12 per year. It's not likely. Um, However, Do I suspect that people have made multiple entries? I know people have. And the reason I know people have is because I scan the spreadsheet for multiple entries. So (laughs) if you thought, oh, I'll just submit 20 times. uh, No, every single person that I've picked, I scan for um, multiple entries. So just be advised that if you try to game in that way, you will not be picked. Don't don't try it. It's not going to help your chances. Um, So don't do it. But yeah, I I can be as transparent as to say it's not likely that you'll be selected, but that's the nature of the game. And perhaps the, the trouble is like, would it be interesting to see if I could get more people involved potentially? But here's the other, the other issue with that, like even getting people to respond to do the, the once a month nominations, sometimes that's a little tricky. Like, I have to give people proper time to respond, which I I give them 72 hours. Um, sometimes they don't respond. I have to move on to the next one. Maybe that person next takes another 72 hours. So all of a sudden, I have multi-day or a week-long effort of just tracking down the person to get that list. It's not super easy to get that done once per month. To get that done every single week um, while allowing people enough time to respond is almost impossible, at least in Mm -hmm. my estimation. So that's why it has to be at kind of a slower pace. And um, maybe there are adjustments to be made in the future. But for now, Senor, it is not likely. Although maybe you'll be lucky. Maybe you'll be the next election. Force ghost Sean Connery. Is this mine or did? uh, I think I read that one, didn't I? Oh, um,
3: if for some contrived hypothetical reason, blonde went on a date with Biden and Matt went on one with Kamala, who do you think would have the worst time? Who has the best chance of getting lucky?
5: <laughs> Me, if obviously. Getting,
3: obviously, it's him. Yeah. yeah. If getting either of those too late was the only way to dismantle the military-industrial complex, would you take one for the team? Would I? <laughs> would I do that?
0: Is this? Is it okay to cheat if it takes out the military-industrial complex?
5: I'm out on this one. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> would
0: would I? You know what. No, I'm not. This is such an absurd hypothetical. Uh, I don't know. I'll go talk. To, is it OK if I bang Kamala to take out the military industrial complex? Is that- I bet
3: your wife? I don't know. She, she might tell you it's OK because <laughs> you wouldn't be enjoying it. It's not like would you bang that fill in smoking hot chick name?
0: Uh, yeah, I, well, I guess the premise is not that I the premise is that I have to do this for for God country. Not that I am enjoying it. Uh
3: Ugh, he just smell my hair.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm like
3: thirty years too old for too old for him. To...
0: Yeah, I. Uh, I guess I'd I'd have to talk it over with my wife. Would this be one of those acceptable cheating situations?
3: Lots of weird questions tonight. Yeah. Weird.
0: Most of the world's constitution. Oh, this is uh, Ashwin Sherian Ray Reggie. I'm sure I mispronounced that. Most of the world's constitutions set uh, see freedom of assembly as a fundamental human right. A peaceful white supremacist commune is as valid as a peaceful multicultural commune. Yet nowadays, the former is actively being targeted and uh, and through police or policy, or sorry, through force or policy, being destroyed, while the latter is encouraged through the same means. Do you believe, depending on who and what? narrative is in charge in a given time period that this is right uh, that this right is merely words and not an actual right as it seems to be dependent upon the will of those who are in charge and the cultural values of that time
3: um i need to reread this the
0: right doesn't depend on our recognition of it the right exists the right the right pre-exists any government recognition of it but to your point as a practical matter is it respected by government um,
3: Wait, what right is respected by
0: government assembly or oh, gotcha. you know, it, the, the speech and assembly rights of, say, everybody, whether you want to go wear a hood and burn a cross oh, okay. or whether you want to do some, you know, globo homo kami stuff. Uh, the reason I the reason I make that first point is that this is this is a, a natural right that pre exists government granting it or something like that. It's not government's decision that gives us that right it's something that we have inherently but as a practical matter uh, if government is there a such thing as a government that perfectly recognizes this right truly for everybody probably not you can't tell me that uh, ideological considerations are never a factor in terms of whether we fully respect people's right to demonstrate or not that's true Um, the -hmm. only way you can get close to that perfect version of it is if that is truly the value that's in the hearts and minds of everybody in that society, which isn't necessarily always the case. And I'm fully aware of the pushback that maybe it shouldn't be the case. I'm, I consider myself to be as close to a free speech absolutist as possible. And I'll defend that. Uh, I understand why people would say, why should I allow, uh, say the, uh, minor attracted people to go out and, have their demonstration on the street about how awesome they are. Yeah, I get it. Um, my, my counter would be that when you start making, uh, delineations in that way, when you start doing those distinctions, well, ultimately you're going to chill speech. When you chill speech, you, you chill the mechanism we have to sort out the good ideas and the bad ideas. I understand there are some very terrible ideas, but if we start putting our thumb on that scale, then we've erased the natural mechanism for sorting those things. And, um, so, yeah, it, 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 the only way we're going to get perfect recognition or something close to perfect recognition recognition of that right is if that is, in fact, what everybody wants. Uh, and in a lot of the cases, they don't.
3: Yeah, I think it's clearly dependent on the will of those who are in charge. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maxi, Patty, at what, t- at what point does a crisis justify international intervention? Oof. Man, the answer that I will give to this is like way different than the answer I would have given Two years ago, five Hmm. years ago, 10 years ago. I mean, I want to intervene in basically nothing. Like, basically nothing. I'm talking like mass genocide of disabled children or something. You know, (laughs) real specific. Uh, I I don't know. It's far less uh, of a standard than we have been upholding within the last century
0: if I was designing my own foreign policy, I would be inclined to say there's going to be gray obviously, but I would be inclined to say something like only when it is an imminent threat to the homeland security of our country. Yeah. Uh, I know. And I fully recognize that that means that we're going to sit by and allow all sorts of immoralities and atrocities to happen in other countries. Um, Are those just, of course not, but by the same token, it's like, if I, if I conceptualize foreign policy in the same way I conceptualize my house or my neighborhood, there are a lot of atrocities going on in Chicago, more than are going on in my immediate neighborhood here. But is it, if I've decided that I'm going to live here, I'm going to be here. This is where I live. Is my time better spent improving the area around me as much as I possibly can and making sure that if someone mm-hmm. comes here and tries to mess with it, that it's able to be defended? Or yeah. is my time better spent meddling in Chicago from afar? Yeah. <laughs> even right. if it's just, even if there are a lot of murders in Chicago that ought to be stopped. And I think there are obviously, but I just, if, if you, if it's not your place, I think you got to stay out of it. Um, the counter then is, well, what happens when Chicago festers and it crosses Iowa and the Dakotas and it's right on the border of Montana and suddenly, chicago is knocking on your door threatening you that's certainly possible i just i'm more of the mindset that uh we will build the best thing that we have here and we will build up our defenses so that if anybody tries to bring any of that nonsense here they're going to be uh, crushed i'm not advocating military weakness or anything like that what i am advocating is military restraint and an understanding of what is our business and what is not Mm -hmm. so i don't know i i I, I fully get that, that allowing evil to fester in the world means that evil will succeed in the world. And there are downsides to that, but our, almost our entire lives, we have been doing meddling interventionism across the world. I, I to just, no avail. I just don't see the benefit. I don't feel it's always a counterfactual, I don't, but I just don't, I don't think like, Oh man, we're so much safer because of all of that foreign meddling that we did. They'll say, well, we stopped terrorist attacks X, Y, and Z. That's, you know, that that's difficult to argue. Would it have happened if we left people alone or would it not have? I don't know. But yeah, I've, I've seen enough of the meddling to know I'd like to try not doing that for a little while. Agreed. Daryl Lamont Porkins.
10: This one's you.
0: Oink. As a fellow appreciator of Matt's preference for turkey bacon over pork bacon, <laughs> what other foods do you prefer that society will shame you for? Great question. Uh, he's on my tail, red leader. Well, you took my obvious one. I'm sure you know people have plenty of opposition to that. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. Well, I, my other one is uh, deli deluxe, craft deli deluxe, which I got an email of support for. Turns out that is technically actually cheese. Unlike Kraft signals, which are pasteurized processed cheese food, Deli Deluxe is apparently real cheese.
3: Whatever. Oh, I love a Hawaiian pizza. I don't
0: oh, care. I'm with you on that.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: does it? I, I'll take pineapple even without the Canadian bacon.
3: Oh no, I like sometimes I get a a pan pizza from Domino's. I get pepperoni, jalapenos, pineapple.
0: See, sometimes it's like every once in a while you have these obscure tastes that remind me of my wife so much, but she's all about Domino's. And I, I love
3: Domino's. I don't know what to say.
0: Before her, I was a Pizza Hut person and Little Caesars. If you're going super cheap, Little Caes. Little Caes is amazing. <laughs> uh, and could we agree on Papa John? Because he said the N-word. I have to Only
3: <laughs> because he said the N-word. I think their pizza's trash. Anyway. I
0: actually like Papa John's. But I was never a Domino's person. She kind of converted me. I, that's one of the sacrifices I've made in marriage is I don't get my pizza away anymore. It's Domino's or nothing. Uh, But actually Domino's is pretty good. I think Domino's has improved a lot, you know, over the last five, 10 years. Um, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've already, I've already disclosed my horrible food preferences.
3: He talks about it openly. It isn't DGAF. Wait, D. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, I I can't think of any other bizarre ones I have other than um, I, I, I don't even drink it on the stream hardly ever anymore, but there's nothing wrong with a good Coors Light, man. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with any beer for that matter.
3: Yeah.
0: There's some trash beer that I don't like at all. I do think as far as trash beer, quote unquote, is is considered that Coors Light is an excellent choice, Uh, especially in the silver bullet. The wide mouth can is fantastic, but man, it drives me. Beer snobbery just drives me up a wall. I can't stand those people. Okay. Oh, you, you, have you tried the latest double hazy IPA from the local brewery? You got to try it, man. You'll never have a course again. No, I, I, I'm aware. I hate those beers. They suck. Nobody <laughs> actually likes them. They just, uh, they want the man bun cred. And that's why they drink them. Anyway.
5: <gasps> okay.
0: Oh, uh, well, we got to catch up with chat and then we'll get out of here.
3: It's so hot in here.
0: Yeah. I love I'm you, surprised guys, you melted I cannot away.
3: wait to go. I'm, I smell terrible. Hmm um let's see
0: you don't love those guys don't lie to them you hate them all
3: no no i hate the people in discord oh
0: okay not well, what about the chat i thought you also hated the chat
3: i like most of the people in the chat <laughs> i really like these in-person get-together things that i've been doing with the fans i shouldn't say fans that's lame listeners it's the audience yeah it's the listeners um, i got a couple
0: ready to go on tippy stream uh, oh, I'm
3: ready whenever you are.
0: I'll let's just, I'll just uh, take care of these. Knuckle hunky buck. So you can murder babies for your whole life and just be like, look, sorry. And you're good. But if you say, fuck the Holy Spirit, the guy's a dick. You're completely fucked. Uh, yep. Christianity seems pretty legit. Well, um, that is the question that I'm trying to wrap my mind around here. I, I, I would like to think it's not. I know that you're kind of joking. Um, I'd like to think it's not quite that simple, but. That's kind of why the discussion during the Bible study got into that, because if it's if it's something close to that simple, I don't understand how justice is achieved. Um, That's it. I don't, you know, uh, if if we we're if we're going to mock concepts of justice, that is one that I'm having difficulty understanding. However, I I also am aware that on the other side of the morality coin, where we toss all of these concepts out the window, it seems like there's no concept of justice whatsoever because there's no concept of right or wrong whatsoever. And so, um, that's why I'm so interested in learning about these. Whereas past me would have been like, that's stupid. This is a bunch of old time nonsense. I ain't got time for that. You know, uh, N word F word says, if I said with a straight face, uh, I now see opportunity to label communities like women who scissor other women, people who eat enough to feed an African village, men who hoard, <laughs> men who hoard all the, all the gold <laughs> and the community of 13% doing more than half of the work. Do you remember? Um, yeah, there's a, you can, there's a lot of, uh, names that can be, uh fit into that format, Mr. N-word, F-word. Do you remember... uh Well, when people were doing more cameos, as in you pay a certain celebrity to give a shout-out, that's how we got the Rose McGowan one and the Rachel Dolezal one. Yeah, There are two that I felt really bad about. One, we never played on air, because someone got a shout-out from Desmond. Desmond right? That's on a whole yeah. level of wrongness. It's the reason we, we like, never nope, even played that I'm one on air. But the one from Rachel Dolezal, whoever got the one from Rachel Dolezal got her to say... About Matt and Blonde's company, something like I just want to give a shout out to the uh the thirteen percent of high performers doing half of the work around there. You guys are really crushing it. Uh, everyone yeah. says you're working really hard to get it done and uh, they all know how how much work you put into it. Do you remember when she said that?
3: Uh, yeah, and I like Rachel Dolezal, so like I couldn't I felt like, I couldn't do it. I felt, I felt bad, bad about that one. Yeah.
0: Rachel Dolezal's artwork. Ain't bad?
3: She's a very talented artist. Yeah. And she was ruined by her white parents. Weird racial attention to her. her uh, their adopted black sons. So it fucked her up. Hmm. So like I'd feel bad for her.
0: Jimny her says. Uh, infidelity is simply anything you wouldn't do if she was in the room with you. That's a good way of defining it. You cheat on okay, someone emotionally on. long before you do anything physically. I Well. I guess did you have pushback? That's not on it? necessarily
3: true. People it's just kind of bang a, people all the time that they have no emotional attachment to.
0: There are I suppose there are some things I wouldn't do if she was in the room with me. I know some couples like take a shit among each other.
3: No, okay. That's yeah. not no no no. And I no. also I'm not gonna go so far as to say that watching porn or masturbating is marital infidelity.
0: Um I've heard people make that argument and I can see it. I don't think that it's the same thing, but I can see it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, there's a degree of, um, non-loyalty or unfaithfulness in it, I suppose. Unless um,
3: the spouse knows that this happens.
0: Well, even then it's kind of like, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but it's with the prior questioner, uh, about consenting to cheating. Basically, um, y- you can consent to things that are still destructive for your marriage.
3: Right. Yeah. That's true. But it's the secrecy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We're all set on Tibby Stream.
3: Sure. Uh, Nicholas H. Matt, Starr. I just read that one. I read that one too. And I read this one. Okay. Daniel Yeager says, Is Brittany Griner worth the trade for Lord of War Victor Bout?
0: I just saw a headline that they had potentially worked a deal or they're negotiating with Russia to get that one ex-Marine guy who Russia is holding and hmm. Brittany Griner in exchange for I don't know who. So I actually don't know who this Russian person that we're holding that we would exchange is. Is there any deal that is worth getting Brittany Griner back for? That sounds like punishment to me, but as we talked about yeah, before.
3: Yes, we kind of have yeah, to. Yeah,
0: on principle, we have to stick up for our people abroad even if they are uh, America hating commie Freakishly tall lesbians.
3: <laughs> I guess we have to do it. I mean, you do. Black yeah, magic. Do. I'd like to take rhymes with.
0: Sh- <laughs> Too sketchy.
3: I can't read this, yo. These All people right. are currently busy at work redefining the term recession because the left is in charge. I can read that.
0: Well, it's, It does seem like there's a lot of that going on.
1: I yeah. can't believe it. Um, I've mentioned this before. Watch the Born and Raised Outdoors channel on YouTube
3: for elk hunting
0: info. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. I ran over you with the hate in your heart sounder.
3: Oh, sorry. I've mentioned this before. Watch the Born and Raised Outdoors channel on YouTube for elk hunting info. Yeah, These guys are the real deal and have a lot of good info.
5: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe I should, there's probably some prep work I should do ahead of time just to know exactly what to expect. Um, uh, And, you know, I'm fairly serious about it. So I think this may happen in September. The only downside is I think I'll have to take potentially up to like, I'll have to probably take three days during the week off, which, you know, three or four days might impact my video making schedule. But I think this is a worthwhile thing to do in terms of skill. And it's a, it's a worthy, bit of time away. Uh it's not just like pure waste of time stuff.
3: But sometimes you need to waste a little time. Uh Chief Sling and Beef. Yeah, but- thanks for defending us, big dicks truck drivers blonde. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Crimson Raven. Yeah. Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemies against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. But but we don't know what that means. Hmm. God, God, we don't know
0: yeah and, uh, now this is an even bigger mystery to me
3: how could you so, blaspheme without even knowing that you're doing it right
0: hmm.
3: um hillbilly deluxe after a year and a half of practice i'll be going downstate this october to see my nephew and spend a week up a tree hoping a monster white tailed buck wanders by shout out to midwest white channel that's well, cool have fun
0: yeah good luck
3: um moncriff moncrief says i'm a long time fan and i turn 36 tomorrow could you two give me a birthday shout out thanks guys and keep up the great work birthday shout out
0: happy birthday marlon. marlon thank you for uh, <laughs> tuning in and supporting the show
3: thank you bridge burner blonde is right about electric cars china owns all the rare minerals needed to make the batteries and when analyzing what's needed to make them they are not more green either it's all a scam i didn't say any of that to hmm. be fair
0: i just said it's scary. just that if you drive one you're gay
3: yeah, that's not an argument, but here
0: we
3: go. <laughs> I'm a psychopath. Oh, is crap. it true that
0: we like you can't get the minerals anywhere else? It's just we, have, as far as we know, I they don't have, exist elsewhere. I
3: know nothing about mm. them, like nothing. I the only opinion I can form is that you're lame if you drive one. and I don't even know why. Hmm. Um, I'm a psychopath. Oh crap! I think potatoes might be dying. CNN has Hunter in all three top headlines on their website that's because true. honestly. What else has changed? Is Hunter really any more guilty of malfeasance than in the past?
0: Yeah, what the hell? CNN.com homepage right now. The dysfunctional world of Hunter Biden's finances.
3: Interesting. Mm. Mm. They might be going for Joe because he's deteriorating anyway. Um, freaking sweet taco! Bring back Harambe outro, please. I think it's gone <laughs> forever. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, yeah. The, the, well, that's the 2016 reference. It's the guy who made the cover of "Here Without You" by Three Doors Down, but "Here Without" right? Harambe. Without
3: Harambe. Yeah, yeah.
0: We did that that's for the right. summer of 2016.
3: Summer love. 2016. Yeah. The real. it was such a fun year. Really.
0: Uh, time. everything seemed so much more. Uh, I don't know. Just hopeful? Just, yeah, hopeful, optimistic. I remember the stream after Trump was elected, we had uh Owen Schroyer, uh who's I, I think he's still with Infowars, right? I haven't I haven't talked with Owen for in a little while. Um and it was just it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh and um trying to lose optimism entirely of course optimism for me is entirely is is totally different optimism for me doesn't come from politics for its own sake as it might have at the time optimism for me is about family now and it's about uh, providing true. a future and all of those things and babies so it's, it's yeah. different it's not the same sort of hope and optimism that i used to have but we
3: were carefree back then we yeah. didn't have any responsibilities yeah okay somebody in the live chat said Blasphemy against the Holy Spirit just means believing you cannot be forgiven. So the one unforgivable sin is believing God cannot forgive you. What huh. if you did believe that, but you came around?
0: Yeah, there's, there's got to be on- a that strikes me as something of a, a paradox because. Right. So you're saying you believed that once, which is unforgivable, but then by believing you obtained forgiveness.
3: Can you do that? Or but just, that makes
0: it not unforgivable, makes it forgivable.
3: That's shitty too, because only a person that's in like the depths of despair in their life and they have no hope and no self-esteem is going to believe that they're truly unforgivable. Hmm. And that's the person we're going to punish eternally? That seems shitty.
5: Hmm.
3: Maybe I don't understand this. Dangerous spaces. We're getting spam from one of those pathetic porn bots called Love Chat. Wonder if that's <laughs> Love Chat for Matt. That's promised every week. I know we get that every week.
0: Uh, well, uh, sorry to hear about the spam. This
11: piece of shit, they probably got age, you know?
3: Um, justifiably stupid. Taking the Lord's name in vain. I always know the comma isn't there, but I always felt it was implied. I think it's a sin to commit a crime and say the Lord acted through me. Hmm. Um, apparently I know nothing about my own faith, yet believe it fervently (laughs) or something. I, I, I don't know what to do. By any definition, I am definitely going to hell
0: fair enough i i don't know if i'll see you there or not but uh,
3: i mean i guess i'm gonna have to go talk to my nigerian priest and i'll just talk to him he won't understand a word i'm saying <laughs> and then he'll tell me something i don't understand about how i can repent and um then i'll be forgiven or something like- i
0: guess so that is uh, the way this is all gonna work out all right we're good okay i think we're all set but i will refresh over on tippy stream quickly oh, oh wait no here we go i thought i closed the window uh and thank you guys on DLive as well we're all set on tippy stream so that will do it uh, as a reminder we will be off air next wednesday night that is august 3rd there will be no call-in stream august 3rd though of course we will be back uh, on sunday this week and for the foreseeable sundays into the future um, but thanks for your patience with the week off. Of course, uh, you can head on over to the website if you missed any part of the show. You can listen back uh, on the audio platforms that are linked both in the description and on the website. com. if you want to find those or find anything else show related. We will see you back on Sunday. February.